You know how we do this. Like we jibber jabber on for a little bit until we feel like we have an intro. Yeah, like five minutes, which is way too long, and I've already told you it's too long, but you do it anyway. Why do you care? Because I'm tired. When you're life. listening to our podcast, you can't handle like the five minutes before the podcast starts. Is it really that bad? Well, there might be like two out of the thirty people that listen to it that don't like the long intro. What do they? What are they waiting for? What What, what do they have going on? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Come on! They're, they're sitting in traffic or they're doing their chores. Skip you it. Know? What do you do? What do you do when you listen to podcasts? You're usually waiting. And you're doing something. You're either on a plane. You know, you're like waiting for something. So it's like, oh no, you have to wait five minutes for the show show to start. People are impatient, man. The Shack cast. They need their Shack cast. They can't have five minutes of just people real something. People have attention spans that are measured in nano. So hey, look, Fiji water. I know. It's good water. I'm gonna have some. Can I open this one? Is it? Is it, has it been opened? No. Okay. That's some water. Yeah, I, I think I'll I'll take some water too. What were we talking? What were we talking about? I don't know. What were we talking about? Oh, patience. <laughs> Attention, Attention spans. Attention spans. <laughs> Attention spans. Encore. Yeah, sponsored by Encore's room service. This this episode. Who is just the that salsa? Talking? This uh, this this week's episode will be brought to you by the salsa at In Room Dining at Encore Tower Suites. This episode of of the Shackcast brought to you by Michael Wang. And listeners like him. And listeners like him. <laughs> he won the grand prize of a live show of the podcast. Live he taping did. of the podcast. This is the first time anyone's ever got to like witness the Shackcast be recorded. We told live. Mike he won. We were like, he was like, well, how much is it? No, no, it's free. He's like, okay. How much are you going to pay me? <laughs> we go reverse. <laughs> kind of like me and I used to go on job interviews. I'd ask three questions at the end of the interview. I was, how much am I getting? Is that all I'm getting? And I'll take it. <laughs> I think you actually said that to me before. I did. <laughs> I think I did. I recall that. Mm. It was a deal. I can't believe Nintendo Switch won CES. You know what? I had a feeling it was going to. We played... Uh, that's really all I had been playing lately. Because <clears throat> uh, you know I don't have my, lap- my gaming laptop. Your Switch. Me. So I've been playing Kart. Rocket League. I did ad hoc Wi-Fi with Michael Wang. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's a good choice. I've been, I got Sonic Mania for the trip. Mm-hmm. Game's hard. Yeah. I think it's hard because when I was younger and I played it on the Genesis, I've never beaten any of the Sonics because how old was I? Maybe like nine? I was born mm-hmm. in 85 and it was like 1992 for Sega? Or 91 for Sega. Okay. I'm, someone's going to call me out on this and I'm going to be so pissed. We'll be wrong. 1990? Remember to... Tweet at Greg Burke for all your complaints. And I'm gonna say it's tweet 90. all the praise at, at Techno Sucks or at David L. Craddock. I'm gonna say nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety one was when Sonic came out. And like it was hard. And at, when I was that age, I didn't understand like like Super Mario World, right? Mm-hmm. As Super Nintendo, you go left. Occasionally I mean you go right. Occasionally you go left and up or whatever, but it's always right. And you beat the level. Sonic, you don't always go right. So whenever I had to go backwards, it would freak me out. I'm like, I'm going the wrong way. I need to go to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And so like, I would just get endlessly lost because those levels are like misleadingly big. It's not just that they're misleadingly big. A Sonic game is really busy. There's <coughs> yeah. a lot of stuff going there on is on the screen. And when you're a kid, you're trying to play this, it can get very confusing. Never beat it. Never beat a single Sonic game. I'm going to beat Sonic Mania though. I don't really like Sonic games. 
that was the heart. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. We'll talk about it later. But that was really at the heart of the console wars. It was Mario versus, versus Sonic. Sonic. A fat you Italian plumber from Brooklyn, Brooklyn versus a fast, a hedgehog that was fast. Yeah. <laughs> it was fast. Seems like no contest, right? Who wins? Mario by a, by a landslide. What noise did Sonic didn't have a noise until later? He he didn't talk. He didn't have any like catchphrases. He had a jump sound. Boop boop. Right. That was his jump sound. He had a jump sound and he had the coin pickup sound. Or sorry, the rings. Rings. Sorry, rings. Everyone. Oh, Nintendo's gonna cease and desist your ass immediately. You know what I'm saying? It was such like a. It was like, hey, this is Mario for people who don't like Mario. But it wasn't Mario at all. They tried no. something different. Platforming is much different than Mario. It's Ooh. a way different platformer. It's way faster. And I got that. The argument, like, you're, you're running around, you know? But Do, can we have the intro song be Sonic? He could really move. Sonic. Sure. He's getting edited. Gonna go super fast. Sonic the Hedgehog Too fast for the naked eye Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic, he can really move Sonic, he's got an attitude Sonic, he's the fastest thing alive Look out when he storms through Sonic the Hedgehog Welcome to the Shaq Cast, the official Shaq News podcast of Shaq News. I'm your host, Asif Khan. I'm CEO, Editor-in-Chief, Chief Puppy Wrangler, but not this week because my puppy's in Ohio and I'm in Las Vegas. With me, not really that often, but becoming more frequently on the podcast, Greg Burke, our video guy. Hey, howdy, hey. He's the guy that does the top tens that you hate or love to hate. The arcade corners that... You yell at me are too short, then too long. But, you know, they also provide suggestions for both. They do. I got a lot of hits on Twitter from the last one. That my, my last one, King of the Monsters, went viral, and I think it's because it came out on Switch. Yeah, it had came out like on Switch. Like, the same day I did it, which was insane. That Was that just a coincidence? It was a coincidence. That was a happy coincidence I saw that us. game, and I'm like, I remember that game. Because here's how I get ideas for arcade corners. Through Twitter, through the magical, via the internet, through Twitter and chatty, mm-hmm. if they request something, I always listen and do that. But, like, I'll be walking around, and I'll see something, and I saw that arcade machine walking about in Santa Rosa. I was mm-hmm. like... I remember that game. I got to do an arcade corner of that game. So, yeah, you know, that you, you do some serial video stuff, but we're also here filming interviews. We're at, also at CES we're 2018, the Consumer yeah. Intraelectronics Show 2018. Which uh, had a power outage today. So there was North Hall, parts of Central Hall had no power. Uh, oh, that's brutal. Yeah, and a lot of people's appointments were messed up. It's just kind of thrown the show out of it's whack. It's because they had rain yesterday, and they didn't know what to do. Because it hasn't rained here in 119 days. I look, I Googled it. You Googled that shit? Yep. Wow. Got to Google. Um, that's amazing. You know, because it, I've been to 10 CESs, and I've never seen that happen. Not once. That, that level of chaos and insanity. 
Did everyone lose their minds and like scream and panic and just grab stuff and start running? We we were in South Hall. We were fine. It, it was like perfectly fine. And no. then we walk out and CNET is upstairs, right? Yeah. You know, there's two floors in South yeah, Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upstairs, there's a huge CNET booth. And it's like breaking news. CES power outage. We're like, we're watching it on this massive screen. We're looking around we're like, there's no power outage here. But we just got into the cab because we had to come meet you at the HTC. Right. Uh, uh, was it? It's not a booth. It's their venue. Their their suite. They yeah. They rent it out of their suite event here in yeah. at the win. But before you get into that, we got to say this episode of the Shackcast is brought to you by our grand prize winner, who won a tr- who won a live taping of the Shackcast, Michael Wang. And his, he got to call out the who's favorite in the room food. right now. I'm yeah. looking at him right now. He's playing Nintendo Switch. He's playing not your Nintendo Switch actually. My Nintendo Switch with my Joy Cons. No, it's gonna it's be mine. It's mine soon. <laughs> you are a serial thief. Of my blue Joy-Con, you got the gray one. I got the gray one. You got that Shack News review unit. I did. Nintendo Switch, and you got the gray one. You haven't bought new Joy-Cons yet. How much? They're like expensive. Everything Nintendo's expensive. Kimishima's was like, put it in my pocket. <laughs> He's like, oh, you want a pro controller? That's seventy dollars. Ni- you know, that's a nice controller though. That it's is, I like using that better than the Joy-Cons. Well, I mean, it's the Pro Controller. I brought it with great. me. You did? Yeah. I always travel with I brought the, the Nyko uh, Mini Dock, too. It works with the TV. It does? Yeah. Th- can you capture on an Elgato with that TV? I had a problem with that. I don't know. Yeah, that's Because it might be like a proprietary TV for the hotels, made specifically for the hotel line. Yeah. Maybe. We'd have to... That's a good, it's a good test we should do. Yeah. So, I don't know. Should we start with CES? Should we continue with CES? Should this be just the CES cast? Well, I think we should just get your Zelda thing out of the way first. You want to get my Zelda thoughts out of the way? You have to do it now. Because we haven't had a show... Since Shaq News Game of the Year was announced. This is true. It was Zelda. Game of the Year was Breath Zelda. Breath of the Wild. 20... It's a great game. The game's so good. You got to play it. Why haven't you beaten it more? Go buy, find some more shrines. Go back in there. Get a motorcycle. Come on. Even Chris. Chris likes Zelda, right? No. He's still at, he's still at like Greg week two. Okay. He still doesn't like it. I thought it was like the one game he liked on Switch. No, Mario is. That's still a good game. And too. he also likes Mario. That was Rabbids. pretty. So how close? Because we did votes on it. So how close was Zelda and and Mario neck to neck in for number one spot? Six they were, points. No shit. Well, that's close. That's very really close. close. Very close. And there are two. And very there were good staff games. members who left Zelda entirely off their top ten list. Oh well, they're fired. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> come on. That's just, and you know what? It's why we did the Shaq News Awards. It's why, which I think we can declare were a great success. Oh, dude, they were great. You know, we had a lot of devs that were super excited to see that they won their awards. Panic Button tweeted at us. Bethesda tweeted about uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. Ed Boon. Yeah, Ed Boon Mortal tweeted. Uh, Justice, Injustice. Yeah, for Injustice 2, he tweeted at Shaq News. Such a good game. Oh, right? Such a good game. And it deserved an award. It did. It didn't, it didn't make it into our top 10, but it was an excellent game that came out last year. So that was the whole point of the awards. And I think it was a great success. Um, but yeah, Zelda won because it's freaking awesome. Zelda. But yeah, we had PUBG. Uh, you know, we'll go into, the, I, we might do another episode with David where I gush about Zelda again with him. Uh, oh, I can gush your Zelda about you. No, I know. But, you know, let's, I think let's get into why Zelda won. I'm like a, I'm, I'm like a, um, what, what, what do you call it? Like a, like a born again Zelda lover because I Me hated too. it at first and then I loved it. I love the first one. 
The original Legend of Zelda, the gold cartridge, loved it. Right. First video game that I fell in love with, right? I was like five. And then I loved Only to the Past. That was my favorite Zelda of all time. I still have never played that all the way through. You need to play that all the way through. So here's, It's great. Wait, so, so I played Link Between Worlds, though, and that's really similar from what people have said. That's what I've heard, and I haven't played a Link Between okay, Worlds. So, yeah, but there's that's a rumor, that's getting into some Shaq news, right? Yeah. There's a rumor that Link Between Worlds might come to Switch. And that would be kind of awesome. Why wouldn't it? D- does Nintendo not like money? I don't under. Do they not like money? They're just not pulling those levers yet. They want to <laughs> get as many switches out into the wild as possible before they start flooding it with software. Hasn't I think I just read an article that it outsold the 3ds. It's like now surpasses 3ds. No. No. This 3ds has lifetime sales over 60 million. But no, over the oh, so maybe they surpassed this year or last year. It last surpassed year, it. it sold more units than 3ds. Okay. That's a fact. Maybe that's what it was. That's what maybe it was. was a clickbaity title from like another website. The reason that I focused on Game Trader when I was writing uh, a lot in at GamesIndustry.biz and also at Shack News mm. uh, was that a lot of games media when they report financial news, they misinterpret data a lot unless they're very clear about what they're reporting and they they also put qualifiers like we had uh we had a conversation in our slack because they're like it was sony outsold switch uh last year and it did they had more uh units out in the wild and also they had a great black friday you have to remember 249 for a ps4 right 249 yeah and remember like (coughs) switch was supply constrained for the first six months from March until like September or August, right? And then they started having supply, and they had supply for Christmas. They still have supply right now. A, a certain company, which we'll name nameless for the podcast for future references, were only selling switches. And I sent you a picture of it on the Slack mm-hmm. in bundles. Yeah. So you go into the store, and you're like, I like a switch piece. They go, Here you go. That'll be $589. And you're like, Well, I just want a switch. Oh, no, this is the Mario Super Pack. You get a plushie and a, the game and three extra controllers. I just want the switch. Oh, sorry. We're not just selling the switch. Well, you know what? Garbage. It works. Hot garbage. I, I have a feeling I know who you're talking about. It just makes me angry when, when companies do that. I think it's predatory, and I think it's crappy. Sell the console al- alone. Don't I don't take know. Advantage I think it's opportunistic stuff. of the holiday season. Of course it is. Of course it is. But it's like scalp. It's the equivalent of scalping, but like a major corporation's doing it. Yeah. It's just terrible. Okay, well, enough shitting on GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk Let's talk Zelda for a real, real quick second. There were some great open world games that came out last year. Absolutely. Horizon Zero Dawn, Assassin's Creed uh, Origins. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, Assassin's Creed Origins, yes. right? Let's talk this. Because I, I, I played enough of it to consider it for my top ten. It didn't make my top ten It games. didn't make my top ten either. No. But it's beautiful. And it won best graphics of the year at Shaq News. Um, what it does... It's you know like you know how you complain about Destiny being grindy. I feel the same way about Assassin's Creed Origins, and I feel like what was refreshing about Zelda was that the, sure there were times where you had to do something, but the game, especially in the Pro HUD, the heads-up display where you could remove some of the game elements, it was really just minimal as all hell. It was much. It was very much like the opposite of a Ubisoft kind of open-world game where there's this meter telling you exactly how many feet away you are from whatever checkpoint that you have to get to zelda's like just go wherever you're gonna go dude and you're gonna find some shit you know and it, it didn't 
You didn't have to do anything. One, the one thing that I point to really early on when I was playing the game was that I was standing. This is early on in the plateau, right? Uh, in mildest of all spoilers. Uh, standing out there and it starts raining, right? And I just like looked around. And I was like, I just want to see what happens if I just don't do anything. And I got hit by lightning and I died. Well, you, it warned you. It did. But I wanted to see what happened. I was testing it. I was like, I I had heard about lightning in the game, and I wanted to see that. And I was like, the game will straight up kill you just when you're just sitting there doing nothing. And I was like, that set a precedent for the kind of game that I was entering. You know what I mean? And I, I really felt like that, the minimal nature of it, the fact that you could just there was a you were inside of a world and there were rules to that world but you could bend them in your favor it just felt different than any open world game i had played it definitely felt different than any zelda game ever and that's what i think they deserve credit for they took zelda and they completely reinvented it well they did reinvent it but at the same time they were taking a lot of cues from the very first zelda game exactly yeah which you know, they went back to their roots, but they did it in like a high tech way for them. Absolutely. You know, and you know, a lot of people argue about the art style. I think it was great. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting way. It felt like you're in like a living cartoon. It's a timeless art style. That game will look good twenty years from now. Yeah. That's it that's the way it looks. You like. know, and it's just the first few weeks I played that game, all I did was go after towers. That's all I did. I didn't go after Divine Beasts. I wasn't trying to find my any, any armor or even shrines. I wasn't even doing shrines that much. I just wanted to get as many towers. And that's what I love about that game. You could have played it any way you want to. Like, when you start Assassin's Creed, you already have a waypoint. This is true. You know what I mean? Horizon Zero Dawn is similar. Well, the game map is pretty big. I mean, it's, it's bigger than Zelda, I think. Oh, Egypt? Yeah. Massive. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not the size of the world. It's how you exist in it, how the game makes you interact with it's it. It's the design mechanics, so you don't need a waypoint, is what it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, Assassin's Creed is a great game, and they took a lot of cues from Far Cry in it, too, like with the grinding and the hunting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool when you mesh games like that. Yeah. I, I think that's interesting. But, you know, Zelda was. It's Zelda. Come on, man. Like, it's not going to win game of the year. It almost didn't. <laughs> like how you're just like, <sighs> con collective, con collective. I Mario would have been equally okay. I would have been okay with Mario. If any other game got one, but Mario is all that, I would have been pretty pissed. If PUBG got number one, I would have lost my shit. I couldn't put PUBG at one, but I did put PUBG at three. You did put it at three. Um, and I think PUBG is a game that has changed gaming forever. It has set us on a path now. I'm not saying that PUBG will be the game. The fact that it surpassed Dota 2 and CSGO and concurrent users, that's saying something, man. We haven't seen a ju- I, I haven't seen a juggernaut like this hit the chatty since Rocket League. Rocket League was that game that everyone adopted on PC all at once. No, with well, I could I'll use the comparison without using the chatty, it was Call of Duty. Yeah. That was a, that was like one of the games. That was the the gigantic modern warfare modern warfare 2 call of duty call of duty 4 modern warfare was like the one that skyrocketed Mm -hmm. call of duty and military shooters to like the top and then that was like we had what six years of just non-stop first person military shooters Mm -hmm. 
that was so it's, it's just like that but now this time it's battle royale's turn yeah and i can tell you and chris is gonna kill I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad game not saying it's a good game i just don't get it i played it i just don't i'm not understanding it yet i just don't get the appeal mm-hmm. it seems to me like it's not only a buggy mess but there's a ton of racism in it everywhere for no apparent reason and yeah no one really talks about that but i think it's because if you play any shooter you'll encounter that yeah but it, i encounter the same language in call of duty <coughs> that i do halo that i do but you can mute in call of duty that's the big difference even overwatch there's a ton of overwatch harassment going on too <laughs> so it's like i'm just saying like there there's voice there's people that just say negative things right. on the internet I just, you know, I'm not like, understanding the game yet. And so, like, I'm not going to judge it like I did Zelda. But yeah, listeners of the show should go back to the Happy Hour episode that I uploaded. What episode is that? Uh, it's two episodes ago. No, it was this, it was the most recent one. Oh, it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. It's on our YouTube, Shack News Games. Yeah, go back and listen, watch the Scrub G Assemble stream. The very beginning of it, that song, I played it for you. That song, that racist song that's being piped into everyone's speakers that are in that communal pre-game lobby they need to do something about that man and it's not just PUBG. that's across gaming companies there's blatant hate speech occurring there so i agree with you on that it's just weird that we it's almost just become like occupational hazard of playing an online game but like now but now the only reason i'm mad about PUBG, and now because it's not chris i can finally actually play it i can say this like is that like now just like we had to deal with those absurd amount of first person shooters from like 2007 through 2010 did that three years or 11 these four years of just non-stop first person shooters that we're gonna have to deal with non-stop battle royale stuff non-stop battle royale games and yeah. it's just like oh you know what i mean like mm-hmm. Par- you know the only who's doing something different is paragon okay we, are we done talking about zelda can we move on now game of the year 2017 zelda well deserved mm. neck and neck between mario great game Everything's great about it. Music is meh, but everything else is great. Oh, shut up about the music. Absolutely fantastic about it. The music is not the point. No, I I, I understand that concept, but that doesn't mean I have to like the... I I'm, don't like the music. The quote music that's in the that's in the game. Dude, the music on, in Ganon's, in, in the castle, come on. Uh, I, I like themes. I'm a themes guy. I like hearing themes. That theme was being played then. Yeah, but there's like one theme in the whole... That that theme was the only theme. Actually, so Princess Zelda's lullaby was a little bit in the flashbacks every now and then. Yeah, but that is it. No, there was also the sound every time you unlocked a tower or a shrine. It was like oh, the piano. Yeah, they had it. There are hints of it. Yeah. It was like nods to it. They didn't. It wasn't in your face. I understand. But there's oh that's because the game design too. I mean, in the '64 Zelda, Hyrule, Hyrule Field's a great theme, but you're only in Hyrule Field for like maybe you know 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. When in Zelda, you'd be in Hyrule Field for like ten hours. So like, how do the, how would they solve that issue mm-hmm. without you getting sick of the music? That was you know, I so I get it. I get it. Yeah. I just miss it. I wanted to hear a new Hy- Hyrule Field is like my favorite theme throughout the history of Zelda. It's mm-hmm. probably everyone's favorite theme. Yeah. And different iterations of it, and each game is always cool, and I wanted to hear it. This one, but there is no Hyrule Phil theme. It's just wind. <laughs> and and two piano keys every now and again. Which is, it's serenity. I give you that. It's really serene and, like, natural. I and, think it's beyond serene. Right. You're alone. It's like you are alone. This is true. Like, good luck, kid. The old man talked to you, sent you on your way. Good luck, kid. You know, and that's kind of been the story of Link forever. He's always kind of just been that it's kid. It's dangerous but, to go alone. Take this. Yeah, and then see ya. 
you know, this time it was the glider that he gave you. But I don't know. I, I just think people who love the original Zelda are gonna love this game, and it it will it could surpass people's favorite Zeldas. I think they transformed their the equation for their for that franchise. Well, this leads to my to my theory, right? We're in generation seven of gaming, mm-hmm. right? So I think seven, yeah, about seven. It's it's done. So if you guys don't know about this, generations of gamers are sometimes classified as G ones, G twos. It's basically whatever console. However many consoles they were and the ones you played when they were out. If they were the only ones out, that's their generation. So if you were born in like 1980, you would be G1 and your console would be Nintendo. If you were born in 1991, your console would be Super NES, your G2. Right? So you go on. Oh, but what about Atari? Because that was in the 70s. You would even say, oh, I was old school. Retro. G-Zero? You'd say retro, I think, retro? at that point. Retro gamer generation. Well, so, whose label is this? Is this Jeff Keighley again? No, this is just my label. Yours? Actually, I heard it from Screw Attack years ago. Screw Attack? Yeah. Oh, okay. They call them G1s, but like now we're like G7s, so I figured it's like that. But so every. Is it like it's just generation? Yeah, generation. So, so every generation. Nintendo is considered Gen 1. So like if you played regular Nintendo, you're Gen 1. I'm Gen 1. So if you played Super Nintendo, you're Gen 2. I'm Gen 2, too. No, I mean like, I mean like for the first, if you're the console that's out and there's nothing else out. So if you were so if you were born there was Super Nintendo out and Nintendo you're Gen two. But what if I played Atari before I played my NES? Then you're retro. Then you're old school. But I was born in eighty one. Those those consoles were already out. Was Nintendo out? No. Yeah, Nintendo then didn't come out till eighty four. Eighty five. Eighty five in the US. Yeah. Eighty five in the I know that date. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I mean then you're you're retro. I think that there's you're still Gen one. I played plenty of Atari games and Cle- we had a ColecoVision. Damn man. Yeah, you're G1. You're G1. But going into my point with like Zelda is that like the one you played the first time and remember the most is going to be your Zelda. Just everyone shut up. It's my best the best Zelda game ever. Yeah. Everyone else is wrong. Let, so like yeah. for me it's Ocarina of Time, right? But other people say Link to the Past. Other people say regular Zelda. Other people say Majora's Mask. It's all it's it's all about the first game you played and remember the most. So it's It was this, The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. There you go. That was that was the game. That was the game you played with. So that's like the best Zelda game ever made. No. Oh. Breath of the Wild is. At least well, it's kind of, well because you're a gaming journalist, you can do that. But there's some people who are just like, oh, it's not as good as. No, this. I can objectively say that this is the best Zelda they've ever made. I think it's better than Wind Waker. I think it's better than Link to the Past. I think it's better than Ocarina of Time. I think it's better than Majora's Mask. I haven't played a Link to a Link Between Worlds. I need to play that. See, I don't think it's. I don't, see my in my head. I don't think it's it's that it's better. It's just that I remember. Yeah, and nostalgia is a big factor. But yeah, big factor. We can move on from my Zelda love. You fest. sure? I think we're good for now. You're positive. I want to talk about something I'm angry about. Oh, woo! This is usually my territory. Well, stop encroaching on my things that I hate. The Cleveland Browns had a. F- uh, they didn't win a game. Oh, sports. Okay, go ahead. Right. Wait, wait. But they had a parade. Okay, go. Did you hear about the parade? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Actually, I did. What do you think of this parade? It's 5,000 fans show up in four-degree weather to troll the owner, this billionaire. Oh, and 16. People made floats. Yeah. They made floats with, like, toilets on them. Yeah. And they were like, they're like, Cleveland Browns, own 16, great season. And it's just... They called it the perfect season. It's incredible. That is incredible that they did that. Like, you're a troll. You love trolling I hate football. And I thought that was hilarious. Right? Like, you don't have to understand football to understand how funny the the browns parade was i just wanted to be like you know what i wanted to come out in favor of the browns parade i i couldn't be there i was traveling to here the day of the yeah you were you were on your way to see yes yeah so i i you know we couldn't really couldn't really 
stay back. You could have waited. We CS didn't start until Monday. No, it started Sunday. What was on Sunday? Unveiled. That's where I got those awesome that French interviews. Counts. You want to see my French interviews? I'll play them for you after the podcast. Was the robotic dress unve- was the robotic dress demo at CSS unveiled? No, but there was a thumb drive that was almost as bad of an interview and shot almost as poorly with as little care. Looks like I got a new bar. Yeah. <laughs> that I have to beat when you upload that. For shack. real, for real, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention the, the parade real quick because I hadn't. We have haven't had a podcast since the Browns. Won it is that is sad. Uh, that is so. And sixteen is really bad, dude. You and I could coach the Browns and win a game. I would coach the Browns for ten percent of what that coach makes. I'd do it for free, and I. That's win. how bad it is. And I would win more than zero games. I'm fairly certain of that. Is he just a bad coach? I don't understand. It's not just a bad coach. It's a bad coach. It's a bad general manager. It's a bad president. It's a bad owner. It's bad players. It's a bad culture. So it's like the black sheep of the NFL is the Cleveland Browns, basically. I think it's like a tax shelter for a billionaire. Like I think like he's just losing money on it and he writes it off against his other games. Some like racist billionaires like, no, 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 I got a football team. See, I'm not racist. I I don't know if he's racist or not. I just think he's an they usually incom- are. I think he's an incompetent rich guy that has fallen into owning the Cleveland Browns and he's bad for the team. And he he his tone at the top is like it's cancerous. So you know what I'm thinking of right now is that scene in The Simpsons where Homer walks out and he has a letter from his rich brother and he goes, I have left you something to thank you for. Oh, the Denver Broncos. And then Marge goes, I think owning the Denver Broncos is pretty good. He goes, I guess. <laughs> and he's close to the door and they're practicing outside in his front lawn. I do That's remember like that. That's like the Cleveland Browns now. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I guess that's that's pretty accurate. Um, so, yeah. that's. I just wanted to mention. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to mention It's your that. team. You saw a shirt today that said Loyal AF and it yeah, had a picture of Ohio it, on it. It was the state of Ohio. It was orange on a gray back back like shirt right and it said loyal af loyal as fuck see we, we can leave this into esports because mm-hmm. there's some esports stuff here at ces but it's about like you know it's the browns is ohio's it's cleveland's team you know it's there this is like you said this is mine okay this is in ohio it's mine yeah esports you don't have that yet i got a perfect segue for you greg so Where? you know no i don't have a segue scooter oh i want a scooter but there, no segue scooters here this year you know i'm a cleveland fan yeah there was a player on the Cavs before LeBron left. This is a center, a really popular guy named Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And I heard I heard you might have uh interviewed him. Okay, let's see some context here. For okay. News. So I had I had a list of interviews there. It said celebrity esport interviews slotted today, and it said Natalie and Shaq. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Shaquille O'Neal. And I should do that. I'm like, it's got to be Shaquille O'Neal. That's amazing. And then, like, I start to read the questions, and they're just, they're all Street Fighter related questions. Street, what do you think of esports? Do you think Street Fighter Five? Do you think this person won this person? And it was like, oh, it must be an esport player. Uh, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal wouldn't know these questions. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a esport player. It has to be it's Shaq. And uh, you agreed with me. You were like, yeah, probably these questions are just, you know, pretty basic. So then I go to, uh, so then I get a new round of questions the next day. I don't really look at them until I get to the show, but I kind of just skimmed them. I get there. And I'm setting on my camera, and the PR lady comes over and says, you know, all right, you ready to get Shaq and Natalie? I'm like, yeah. And I turn over, and I see Shaq dunking under the doorway, and I'm like, awesome's going to kill me. I'm fired. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, I immediately called him and it went straight to voicemail because he was at Vive. I was in VR. And he sat down there like, okay, five minutes, five minutes. And I was like, I, I need to get them singly. No, 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 five minutes. Uh, okay. And so I had to do the interview with Natalie, which is Eve Marie, I guess. Is Ava Marie. Ava Marie and Shaquille. Who I love. She's, Sha- she's, she quit WWE. She's a former wrestler. She's an actress now. She's yeah. in... Uh, in inconceivable or something like that inconceivable that's what he kept seeing yeah and (laughs) and Shaquille O'Neal and I had them for five minutes and I was like I was there was I listened to Asif talk about his fantasy of interviewing Shaquille O'Neal and all the questions were muffled in my head and I couldn't get any of them however however what's gonna keep me from not getting fired today is that I got Shaq Shaquille O'Neal to say do it for Shaq news yeah that's really the only thing. That's that the only thing we needed. That's the only thing we wanted. After I destroyed my hotel room in a fit of rage, punched me several times, smashed my Joy Cons over his head. <laughs> I, I told him that, and he forgave me. I was like, "Okay, fine, you got the shot." It was like when we, you know, earlier in the the show or in the week, we enter, we got to interview the Aflac Duck. That was a big get for us. That was a big deal for us. So like to hit both the Aflac Duck and, and Shaq, Shaq in, in the a same week, show. It's a pretty big week for Shaq News. It was yeah. I mean, so I mean, I'm sure Chatty's gonna be like, you We finally got Shaq, and Greg fucked it up. You know what I mean? Like, no, I tried. Yeah. I dude, it was all muffled for years. I've heard you talk about interviewing Shaq. We've dreamed of interviewing Shaquille O'Neal, and we finally got him. And you, did you get him to? You gotta talk. You should have <sighs> just interviewed him about Shaq's. You're like so. What do you think of Shake Shack? <laughs> Sugar Shack. Scary Shack. What do you think Scary of Shack. Radio Shack? You know, just like having him talk about Shacks. Can we pay you to legally change your name to Shack News? <laughs> no, he's too rich. It's still kind of close. Yeah. But we got know. him, and you'll see the video uh, on Shack News. Yeah, I would hope so. That video, that part. I hope of it. we're not syndicating that. No, it's Game Chicago Club, no. Tribune's like do it for Shaq. No, it automatically when we when we when it goes on. So we have a sister. Uh, well, the company's Gamer Hub Content. That's the company. Gamer Hub Content Networks. Networks, and that's a that's a that's the umbrella, and under that umbrella is Shaq. We bought Shaq News. Right, so it's under that umbrella, but we have another site where we put all our videos. And wherever we put a video on that, it's automatically syndicated. Mm. The only one I have to give it, the only one I specifically have to give videos to directly, and not to go to us, is that one company which we won't mention on the podcast. Oh, that's it. So that's how that works. So it, once it goes on Gamer Hub, it goes on Amazon Tribute Syndication. They all pull yeah, from it's that. all on the MRSS. They, yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. So if you guys check that out, if you guys, it, I mean, and we we take, we have every game. Joe Vargas, Angry Joe, he's pulling from that library from us and giving us credit consistently because we have, mm-hmm. I dare say, almost every game ever made from like 2009 on because we get so many interviews with so many odd titles that no one you know, at the time doesn't care about you know yeah we're pla- we're we're platform agnostic we don't care if you're an indie or not we just want to talk to you about yeah, your product we don't care if game. you're a moba a fighter yeah. you know a, 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 an mmo we don't care we interviewed an we will AR, interview you an ar game right <laughs> it was more like a a toys to life kind of game right the stacking yeah. beasts of the universe or something we were the only uh, we were, were the only company, to my knowledge, that got there was a terrible 40k game that came out a while back ago. Mm-hmm. It was on mobile, and like Joe hates 40k, lives 40k hates the game, so he was doing his piece on, it, and he pulled the interview because we were the only ones who did an interview with the mobile game developer. No one I'm else in, was interested. I'm in the donkey video, the the video game donkey. His, you are his best of 2017. 
our interview with Cliff Blazinski. He's technically supposed to give us credit for that, and he doesn't. Whatever. In the description or on the screen. You can see my t-shirt with Lola right next to Cliff. You can see it. It's plain as day. Oh, speaking of that, I'm so excited about E3 this year. I know. Our E3 is going to be amazing. We, 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 let's not spoil it. Let's like make that a big surprise oh, announcement. Oh, no. That, yeah. We have a plan for E3. It's going to be incredible. It's January, and we're planning for E3. It's January 10th when we're, we're gonna recording We're going to have to go this. on the phone after this and talk about design and stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, E3 is going to be big. Shaq News is doing it big this year. E3, Shaq News 2018, the year of Bad Kitty. The Bad Kitty cast. Bad Kitty cast. Right over the side. Bad Kitty Cast. Episode Bad two. Kitty's Twitter logo everywhere. <laughs> just number one fan everywhere. <laughs> Seriously. And Kai. Kai too. <laughs> uh, no, we have a lot of great fans out there, but you know, we Zork again. Shout out to Captain Zork. Yeah. And uh yeah, to the chatty members that listen to. It's a lot of them. They like the podcast. They do. Uh, it's funny because every time I'm on it, I always have to comment more Greg, please. More Greg, please. Because like, I always, I always do. I, I'm, the, I have this magic ability to like just derail Asif all over the place and it's myself. True. I like yeah. this one. I like that one. We like this. We like that. We just kind of go all over the place. Yeah. So let's talk about CES a little since we're here. CES 2018 year of the smart home. Yeah, it's smart. It's smart home this year. So Last I'm, year was 4K. Year before that was 3D televisions. I love to talk about the products that I see that are worthless every year. Uh, I saw an augmented reality toothbrush. That you hold your phone, okay. you put your phone on your mirror, and then you brush your teeth. Okay, then- hold on a second. I got to interject here. I don't think that's a useless product. I think for kids, I know it's a brilliant product. I know kids hate brushing their teeth. I know, and if you make it fun for them, it's a not useless. You want to talk about useless products? How about like a self-moving chessboard? Yeah, that's like ten years too late. Okay, I'll I'll allow it. Because here's the thing, like I I'm, I mean with them tomorrow, and maybe it might be better than I think it is. Mm-hmm. But from what I saw it on the floor, it was it was pitched to me as Harry Potter chess. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap! Is it a holographic table where the pieces tear apart? Is it a mechanical table where the pieces transform and just move like walk like Transformers? Oh my god! And it's literally just a normal chessboard where pieces slide on mm-hmm. their own. Hmm. I just think that product's ten years too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of. Bluetooth. Remember, remember the Bluetooth headsets? I remember. They were Bluetooth. here last year, and you're just like, "Wow, these are dead." Like, why? Why would you make a headset? Like, you're dead. You're dead in water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't need a headset anymore. You just the earbuds. Yeah. That's all you need is earbuds now. You don't need a Bluetooth <sighs> headset. I don't like earbuds. You no, know, it's true. But no, even the headsets have microphones in them. True. I'm talking about the old school, like the the ones that look make you look a douche. The one earpiece Bluetooth headsets. Oh. When's the last time you saw someone wearing one of those? I see people wearing AirPods in one ear all the time. Air- AirPods, but not the Bluetooth headset thing. What's the difference? Doesn't look like a douche when you have one earbud. <laughs> I don't know. I think AirPods look kind of douchey. Well, we can segue into I Apple don't know. now. Yeah, I mean, you want to? You, you you baited me into hating on Apple. I did bait you into hating on Apple. I wasn't trying to. So I still, I still, I'm still long. Don't get mad at me. I still made money last year off Apple. That's true. You did. You know, but they're capped. Huh? They cannot grow anymore. No, they're very, they're going to hit a ceiling very soon. Unless they show off something like amazing, which they're at risk of doing. You wait every year for that. And I feel so bad when they don't show them. They don't, they had the new, the new stadium. They're becoming like, like, they have to show something. And they're like, I'm new phone. You're like, 
Fuck. Yeah, one more thing. Another phone. That's not a one more thing announcement. I am sorry. It's not. No, you go back and watch the tape. The one more things were not always a different product. He one more thinged an iMac multiple times. He's one more thinged iPods before. It was not always a new product right, category. Right, but like at the time. And in fact, the iPhone release was only an iPhone event. If you remember that unveil, it was an iPhone event. The iPad event was an iPad event. The iPod release was an iPod release. I guess. I just don't. I mean, I don't they know. just haven't had a new product release in a really long time since the, since the Apple Watch. They're buying companies up. So, like, they're doing something. They bought an eye tracking company. They bought Shazam. They're doing. S- <laughs> they bought Shazam for $400 million. Why that? Why not? They're like, why not? I just, just grab it. Who cares? Yeah. But once again, boards. once again, you've derailed us from CES. Okay, CES. Apple's not even at CES. They're here. Facebook is here. I know. But they're not. No Oculus. No Oculus? Or maybe Oculus didn't. They were throwing a fancy dinner party Tuesday. For well, what? I don't know. Being fudge book. But yeah, it's a lot of smart home products here. A ton. Elgato has a whole line of smart home products. We can talk about what's absent here that we thought that we would see. What? Drones are gone. No, they're not. I haven't seen any. I've seen them. They're in South Hall. Okay. But only in South Hall. It's not nearly as much as last year. See, here's the thing. Yeah. So there's two preview events for CES. Because I'm not counting Unveiled. I'm not counting. I'm refused to count Unveiled. There's Showstoppers <laughs> and then there's Digital. Showstoppers isn't even a preview because di- it's the same day as digital the first experience. day. Right. So it's like it's a small compressed CES experience basically. So you have a nice diverse platform of suppliers and stuff. You can kind of get a feel of the show. Other stuff that's there, and there weren't any drones on either of those shows. No drones in either of those shows. None. But there's still a large area dedicated to drones. DJI is there. Everyone's around DJI. There's still a huge community of drone enthusiasts. It's just that there were too many companies last year. All I'm thinking about is that South Lake episode. I, I, it, that's impossible. Butters isn't allowed to fly the drone. <laughs> it flies itself. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. I and. DJI has okay. a drone though. I have you not around. seen any drones. Mm-hmm. What have you okay, what have you expected to see here that's not here? Let's get it back on the rails here a little bit. I I don't know. I, you know what, what some news, going back to the Shack news. Uh Hawaii, the Mate ten phone was supposed to have a US carrier announcement. Wait, what here. is that what is that? Hawaii. They're the Chinese knockoff company of Apple. So they make like Apple Robot phones? They make phones that are very similar to the iPhone Plus and the iPhone regular. And uh, they're very well liked. They're Android phones. Everyone uses them in Asia. And they were supposed to have an, an announcement with AT&T. And the, the very last second, AT&T pulled out. Yeah, because Apple was like, what the hell do you think you're doing? That's basically what it was. <laughs> I don't know if it was Apple or if it was the U.S. government. They cited government reasons. Government for what? What were they? It's a Chinese company. And AT&T, the network, is a U.S. network. So there's bullshit laws to stop so it might be a na- that? Or? It might be a national security issue, or it might be complete BS. It might be total racism. It's weird. We're it's already the- in debt to them how many trillions of dollars? I don't think it matters at this point. But it's also it's government versus corporations. It's just very weird. AT&T kind of boned them at the last second, and the CEO came out on stage and was ripping them about it. So that was interesting. Uh, I was expect. I actually had Bill and our guide team put together a Hawaii pre-order guide, and it did very well for us. People were very interested, and I've been, 
I've been watching them from afar because you know I watch the Apple supplies chain, so I also watch. Well, yeah, why. I mean, because it's it's great because you know in the U.S. here, it's just you know so much of the market is Samsung and Apple, and now Pixel, it's like a ten percent like you know ten percent leeway for other phones. Seriously, you know? this is a very viable alternative to a <laughs> Samsung phone or an iPhone or even a Pixel, and it won't blow up and it won't cost you. No, and it's actually pretty cheap and. So. It's well liked. It's well reviewed. So it was kind of a disappointment of the show. So that was something you were expecting. Yeah, to see. I was like hoping. I thought this was going to be like their show to kind of win. Because, you know, it's like we were joking that Nintendo Switch won. <laughs> but like no one's really been like, yeah, here's that hit of the show. There's some years where like Panasonic has some new display they're showing off or, uh, you know, you see like a projector company or something. That's actually one thing I was really surprised with. Uh, the Nebula projector from Anchor. Is that thing we saw at Showstoppers? Yeah. That's and the it, thing that Quaid has in Total Recall. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a portable projector with an HDMI in, and it has its own speaker. It's got internal battery. It'd be like my own portable Nintendo Switch TV. Yeah, but it was like $350, though. I'm going to try to get a review unit. That's expensive. I think it was less than 300 No, he said 349 349 It's expensive, dude. A 1080p projector? Mm-hmm. It's expensive portable that yeah, could fit in my laptop expensive, bag man i don't know worth it that was the thing about this show that i think i've been disappointed by i see a lot of useless i see a lot of surplus of useless things so like not necessarily useless but like how many companies do we make do we need making a camera that like goes, an action camera you no know, like the, like <laughs> for example like pet cube great product cute product right but they have like a small camera with they have two cam they have two versions they have a camera with a laser pointer and then a camera with a dog treat dispenser and you're just like well, why why do you have two products just make one that has everything same thing with like uh, with some of these security cameras you know what I mean like a lot of them do the same exact shit and they're just priced extremely differently mm-hmm. and it's just like what the, it's you know just make one camera that can be outdoor or indoor don't why do I have to have an indoor version and an outdoor version I guess it's to like, because you think of like manufacturing costs, right? You're designing two separate cameras, manufacturing two separate cameras. You've, you got to, you can get the cost down with making one camera and like settling on a product. I don't know. It just it seems to be a lot of stuff that's unnecessary. Yeah. And just like a waste of money. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think drones yeah. fall in that category because they're really expensive toys. Yeah, but people, I, I have friends that are drone enthusiasts and they're not going away, man. There's drone racing leagues. You can be, no. You I don't think they're dollars. going away. I it's just like, think they're very expensive. It, yeah, it's just like when VR exploded. There were too many HMD makers. Now they're thinning out. There's too many drone manufacturers. Now they're thinning out. There's too many camera camera manufacturers. Now they're thinning out. We saw that that Royal Moon Theater system. Yeah, and that's a that looks like a great product. I hope they send me one to review because it looks a great product. But it's also eight hundred dollars. It's also not the greatest field of view especially because i yeah. got to try out i tried, got to try out the vive pro today yeah and you did too and that field of view is way better the resolution's outstanding you know the ergonomics were some of the best i think i've felt on an hmd like really they they took whatever good sony did with that headset's counterbalancing they stole or were inspired by and put it into the the vive pro i'm happy that they're going all in like even like even though vr is still early and it's you know people are still struggling and no one's giving out numbers except for psvr yeah it's like they're just going all in they're like let's pretend that this is still selling like crazy Mm -hmm. and they just keep developing it and that's great because guess who's not here oculus yeah in any capacity whatsoever palmer lucky's here 
can we interview him? Mm. He never wants to do interviews with. I, you know, I pissed him off with the interview at, the, at Microsoft. When we got him with that with Apple, the Apple quote. quote, and everyone used that quote, that's why he doesn't want to talk to us anymore. No, I talked to him on Facebook though. Yeah, but not on camera. He doesn't want to go on on, on, no. on record with us anymore because of that. I think. Yeah. And I'm well, Palmer. If you listen to this, I'm sorry. I was just. <laughs> I, it was a good quote. It was a good quote, and, you, and I agree with you 100% right. If Apple does make a good computer, you, you should do it. And they did, finally. It only cost $5,000. Yeah, right. And, and you Pro. need like a million different... Oh, yeah, the iMac Pro. The iMac Pro. The world's most expensive <laughs> waste of money you could possibly... The world's most expensive of all, one you literally can't do anything with after five years. Hey, guys. Are you a hardcore user of computers? Would you like to spend $13,000? Would you like to not be able to alter your configuration at all? Okay. Well, this is the computer for, for you. you. <laughs> that, well, that leads into the thing that Damn I'm... Damn you. You baited me into hating on Apple. The, the, Real this... quick. Taking you back to Zelda real quick. Oh, no, we went there already. No, the game of the year vote. I'm still pissed off about this. <laughs> it broke down to a console war. The people who are PS4 fan people, they put Horizon on their lists instead of Zelda. People with Xboxes, they put Assassin's Creed on their list instead of Zelda. The Switch people who actually played it and had good taste in games put it on their list. I'm just happy that did. Destiny 2 is nowhere near in any, the top 10 at all. No one voted for Destiny 2 at I all. I hate that game. But sorry, I feel like the this year's Game of the Year vote and our staff, <laughs> I saw this snapshot of the current console war. That's interesting. It's like different age groups have different loyalties. There's a lot of PS4 loyalists on our staff is what I learned from this. And there's some Nintendo hate there. Just like we were talking about with Sonic versus... Uh, Nintendo. Sorry, it just came to me. No, I have a, I have a Switch and an Xbox and a PS4 and a PC. You know, because Switch won CES. I had to drink oh, It's everywhere. <laughs> you can't look away. It's like when 3DS won E3 two years ago. But yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying about products, though. Like, there are just too many. There just can't be a market that big for that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, like I mean, I'm going to quote Cliffy B here. He's like, he's like, there can be three or four same as genres apparently that's wrong anyway <laughs> apparently that's very wrong but i mean like i don't think there can be like th- how many webcams do you need mm-hmm. that aren't logitech razor or you know one of the big three you know i mean like i i think it's great that people are trying i just don't understand i think it speaks to where we are in the business cycle. yeah I just it's don't... like we're, there's definitely a lot of money out there sloshing around there's vc money you know like everyone's liquid you know there's they can afford these booths. I was joking around, like maybe three years from now, they won't be able to afford these booths. But we see a cycle. You've been to a lot of CESs now, and you like, see, we've seen the wave of like drones. We've seen the VR wave, and we've seen like uh, now the smart home and the connected home and like Internet of Things is really becoming the thing this year. And it's like VC money is kind of dumb money, and they chase the hot thing. So that's what this year is going to be about. You know, and we went to NVIDIA earlier today, and you were going goo gaga over the Nest thermostat, which is like was. the oldest product in the f- entire I was. suite. I think because I want to get one. I think they're really cool. I think they're so, really cool. You know what I mean? So like that's that's where I think we're at, and that's a practical product. You know, so I understand how people are going to try to crack that nut because if you can be the computer for the home, everybody's got a home. You know, that's a huge addressable market. So I, I understand why companies are investing there. But I agree with you. If you're going into action cameras that are head mounted right now, 
you're late. You're like five to ten years late. We're seeing some headsets too, and the headsets aren't very impressive. You mean the audio headsets? No, Google, like the Google Daydream and stuff like that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The standalone VR devices that are basically Gear VR are not that great. The only one that I think stands a chance or should should be standing a chance is Pico. Remember the, that? Remember yeah. that thing? Because it's literally just, it's going to be, I don't know how much, I don't think they even announced a price point for it yet. I think they're still working on that, but it's literally, it's it, it works like the Royale Theater. It's either a screen where you can stream stuff to, or and it has an Android built in. Mm-hmm. So you can just treat it like an HDMI screen, which leads me to my next segue about screens i want i'm seeing more things that are literally just screens there's no bullshit like smart device in it it's not like built-in netflix it's literally just here look at this thin thing it's just a screen mm-hmm. what, what do i do with it if you have hdmi or you know ethernet you can stream stuff to it on your local network or plug in something i think that's a brilliant product because mm-hmm. you're going you're you're going into like the 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 home smart home thing where like eventually everything's going to be the cloud lenovo had a product like that which what was it? It was like called the smart screen or something, something really generic like that, and it it uh, uses uh, Google Home, so it's a Google Home product, and you could talk to it and you could trigger it. It could pull up YouTube's for you, because uh, they're saying like, you know, we were talking about this uh, before the show or a couple days ago, how you use YouTube for mainly how tos, and a major how to segment on YouTube is cooking. So they made this product really with the kitchen in mind. So you'd be like, "Hey, pull, hey Google, pull up this uh, recipe from YouTube," and it would just show you a video. That's just what like like the less proprietary the hardware and the more universal of the appeal is where I want to see technology heading. Like I mean, like right now, I mean, we did a great thing. We combined a phone and a tablet. Mm-hmm. And that's great, but we're still carrying a phone, a computer, a laptop. You know what I mean? Sometimes a second phone, a video camera. You know what I mean? Like, we're still like, I want like one or two devices. I want to carry around a screen that can be my computer, that can be my camera, that can be my cell phone. You know what I mean? Because all the processing computer is done in the cloud. Mm-hmm. But like, we're still far away from that. We're like 10 years off from that. It's a bandwidth issue. There's compatibility issues. There's device language issues. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but that's where I want to go. Yeah. So I'm like, whenever I see something like, I think what'll be a winner of a CS eventually is some guy's like, here's a 14 inch, you know, two millimeter thick, you know, drop resistant, waterproof screen. It's just a screen. You know, there's no inputs on it. You just, you just, you connect it to your Wi-Fi or LTE or whatever. Maybe there'll be LTE chip in it. And you just stream picture to it from the cloud or from your house. I think that's a 10 times better device than like having like a computer in your pocket. Because the computer be in the cloud. Well, I think most Apple, you know, or just smart devices, the iPhone or Android devices, they're leaning heavily on the cloud now. They're more no, absolutely, you yeah. know. So it's they're trying, but I don't think the infrastructure is there yet. No, it's that. not there yet. It won't and be there yet. And also, the technology is not there. No, uh, there's bandwidth issues. I thought foldable yeah. displays would be a thing. I thought uh, they did the wrap display last year. Sony had that thing they wrapped up in like a but cloth. It's always a proof of concept. There's yeah. never here, guys. Here's a product we figured out. I always thought the flexible display would have made a great smartwatch or like a smart uh, cuff. You know, like you know, like girls wear like bangles instead of like a, instead of a wristwatch. I always thought that would be an interesting product, similar to a smart wristwatch. You know, but a bigger screen. Yeah, they had Nick Fury's cell phone right at the Sony booth or something, and I was like, oh my god, proof of concept. 
Yeah. Not real. Yeah, so... And I'm like, damn, it was a clear piece of glass that projected stuff on it. That's like, kind oh of my the God. most disappointing parts of uh, CES is we see proof of concepts. Last year, Razer had that three-screen laptop. This year, they're showing off Project Linda, right? You got to see that. The, there was no market for an eight-grand laptop. There's no way. No, there there wasn't. But then this year, you got to try out... You got to see the, the laptop where you slide the phone into it, right? There's a market for that, I think. Because it's a $1,000 phone. Right, uh, seven hundred, seven hundred dollar phone, and how much was the laptop attachment? No price, because it's a proof of concept. That was my problem. I like that product, but it annoys me that's a proof of concept. Wait, but for someone who's like a writer like you or mm-hmm. Ozzy, that's br- now Ozzy doesn't have to now Ozzy doesn't have to carry a Chromebook with him. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, way better than a Chromebook. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I think and, that's a cool. And it's your phone and your computing in one. But then again, that that kind of success comes down to how much can they make, how much can they sell it for. Mm-hmm. You go too high, and then you just you, well, s- you fail. We don't know how their phone is selling yet. I've seen it. Phone selling very well in China. Okay. So that's, I mean, PR told me that. It's selling good in China. I don't know. I don't think they released any numbers in the U.S. yet. But it, I think it's a really cool phone. I mm-hmm. think it's a cool phone for, for an Android phone. Especially, like you said, in a market where it's Samsung or Apple. Those are your two choices. You know you what know, I mean? Let's talk about another phone we saw. Cat. Caterpillar. S31 and S42. Yeah. These are durable as hell phones, man, with big ass batteries in them. They're, they're probably the only Android phone I would buy. They're, they're basically the equivalent of the walkie-talkie Nokia's everyone used back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Delete, delete those ones. They're just beast, beast of phones. Yeah, waterproof, uh, fireproof. I, I, you know, I keep saying indestructible. Like I know that's not a good phrase because everything's destructible. But they, the video we saw, they're nearly indestructible. People are dropping them. They're hitting them with hammers. They're lighting them on fire, and they're they're working. And they have like a two day battery life. Mm-hmm. And they're a little bit thicker than a Samsung S6. They're also a power brick. They're also a power brick. And you can like slide. You can tell it how much power you want to give to someone. Someone could literally take my energy. Literally, literally. Just hand it. And I think that's a great product. And they were super nice. Yeah, they were super nice, and I think it's a great product for my dad who runs a construction business. Yeah, I, I that was another phone that I saw at the show where I'm like, that's a smart product. You know, what I mean, like there's some products that are fitting a need. There's an addressable market for it. You can definitely see the benefit for it. And it was only four hundred fifty dollar Android phone. Less than that for the S thirty three. Yeah, right. It was three thirty nine. So less than those are weird price points. It was like three thirty nine seventy one. <laughs> it was like a weird price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna get this as low as possible, you know, to the cent. Yeah, that was a good product though. I was I was kind of like floored by that. You know what else is a good product you didn't see? What? With Shadow. Okay. Shadow is a cloud streaming service. Well, tell us a little bit about the cloud streaming service. So, Shadow. So, do you guys, if you guys are familiar with NVIDIA Grid, now called... GeForce Experience. GeForce Experience. Or no, Livestream. Live, it's whatever. It used to be called Grid. Sorry, that's what it was announced at. That's what I remember it as when I covered it. So, it's a streaming service where you stream games off their server. Real quick, I felt bad when they asked me how much I play my Shield. They yeah, gave you it to me like the you know, month that Switch came out. It was fuck you money. That was the the Shield development was fuck you money, and it was like them their excuse to like use Tegra X One, which is an amazing chip. <laughs> I love that chip. People like the Shield. I want that chip in a phone. Nvidia should make a phone. Screw Shield. Make a phone. They don't want to make a phone. Why? Because they'll make the chip and let other people take the risk of making a phone, like the TVs, like the TVs, like the TVs, like, like the eight big, grand TV that the, they're gonna release in two months from now. They're or not TVs, Greg. They're displays. No one's gonna pay AK for the a monitor. BFGD, 
But BFGD. It's a cool product. The but BFGD. It's too expensive. It's too elitist. Way too elitist. I, it, that's like rich for my taste. And I'm, you know, I have a Tesla Roadster pre-order. You fucker. You had to bring up the Roadster. <laughs> I have a Honda CRV I just bought. Congratulations on a new shit. car, by the way. That's a cool oh, car. Oh, thank you. It's a good car. Yeah. Toyota did not help me at all. So Honda was very helpful. Helpful Honda people. I had a Honda Accord for a very long time. That was the car I got before my Tesla. I had a Honda Accord before my Tesla. I love that car. Nicole had a Corolla, but it was 190,000 miles. So we're like, eh, 10 years. Yeah, long in the day. She could have lasted another five years probably, but I don't know. I wanted to get a new car. She deserves a new car. It was Christmas time. Anyway, derail. Shadow. It's a company by Blade. (laughs) Us. Tangent. Never. Never. Um, Blade is the company This is a Paris company located in France Now they moved to Simi Valley Shocking, mm-hmm. tech company in Simi Valley mm-hmm. So Shadow is a streaming company But wait a minute, they don't. it's not a gaming service The, the GeForce, the, the grid thing Is a gaming service where you sign up And you pick games and stream them And there's latency issues on that There's latency issues Yeah. So what Shadow does is it, It's an app that's on Android Unofficially on iOS Obviously okay. They need to get you know, I think you have to go through more of an approval process, but it's ready. They're just waiting to get approved. And eventually going to be coming to PS4 and Xbox. They didn't quote me on that. They, you know, but it's not official. But not Nintendo Switch. I asked them, hey, is it coming to PS4 and Xbox? And they said, we can't talk about that. So they're obviously it's developing it. What and about PC. Nintendo Switch? No Nintendo Switch. I don't think so, dude. No way. Nintendo Switch is going to approve Shadow. Let me hear what it does first. Okay. So what Shadow is, it's a streaming service. It's $35 a month. Let's get that right out of the way. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you play games on any device that is a screen. It doesn't have to even have a fucking port on it. Just a screen. You can do it on your iPhone if you want it. It streams, you know, like a codec from the cloud into your machine. You play games. But here's the kicker. It's not like a, it's not like a grid. It's not like a tray of raid arrays, you know, of uh, graphics cards like doing processing. It's a PC in the cloud. It's a full-fledged PC with like, I think it was, they said uh, 1050s or yeah, something like that. They have, they're, they're working on different configurations for different services. But right now, they're standard 1050s, Xeon processors, server processors, which is amazing. 32 gigs of DDR4 RAM and... Um, Hard drive up to 264. So that's your computer in the cloud that you're you're basically renting a computer. And it does all the processing and sends games back to you for $35 a month. And as long as you have a connection faster than 15 megabits per second download, it's flawless. And mm. I can say that. Because they were showing me they have servers in San Francisco right now. How do they deal with input lag? There is no input lag. It's how it's, it's their R and D, man. It's their structure. It's how they're communicating. It to, there has to be something going on on the client. So here's the, here's what he, what I asked him. I said, "Well, Nvidia Grid has input lag, even if it's like a fraction of a second. You notice it. It's because you're you're streaming to the grid, which is which is splitting the processing up by everyone else who's sharing that rack. Mm-hmm. So it's not a dedicated graphics card. Then that goes to a processor somewhere else. That's where you lose your input lag. Mm-hmm. Since everything's being done at one location, the processing, the CPU, everything's done on one rack." It's but that doesn't change the fact that the, the the A button that I'm pushing to jump is where I am, and the computer processing that game and that action is somewhere out there yeah, in the cloud. Absolutely, but I'm telling you this. So they handed they me They have s- to have done something with the software on the, the client. They they handed me a Samsung tablet, a Galaxy S tablet. Oh, Who is that? 
think room service or not room service the turndown service did you right. order food no this up to you brought to you by turndown service we're gonna have to use the turndown for what song now? are you gonna edit this What are you, what's going on? She wants to inspect the room. Have we order food after this? Are we, should, are we gonna eat here? Yeah, I don't wanna go anywhere, man. I'm tired. Um, anyway, where was I? We, you don't, are we gonna edit that out? We don't have to edit that out, let's do it. We're not gonna edit that out. No, it's there. Okay. It's there. Okay, so. She ruined the podcast. So anything. Did you tell her that she ruined the podcast, Okay, Michael? so. So let me get so let me get straight. So anything that he handed me a Samsung Galaxy S tablet, right? A little nine inch tablet, whatever. Battlefront two was playing and he handed me a controller. He's like, Here, play. Of course he loved it. Well, I didn't I like Battlefront two, but I don't like the stuff behind it. But anyway, I, and I'm pressing buttons and I'm looking I am looking hard for input lag. Mm-hmm. Pressing A, I'm switching weapons, I'm pressing start. You'll notice it in an FPS instantly. I'm pushing it. I did not notice it. It's weird. Nothing. That's cool. So it, it's it's an amazing thing. And people are saying, like, you know, well, what happens to all the games I buy? If you cancel a service, if you bought a bunch of games, they'll either, A, send you the drive for a cost, which is expensive, or they'll just send you a disc image for free of the entire drive. Wait, so are they selling you the games? No, you buy them yourself. Is it Steam? It's whatever is compatible with Windows 10. Really? Anything. So it's like you have a virtual hard drive up there. You have a virtual computer. Interesting. $35 a month? And you can access it from any device? with a Any screen? device with a screen and an internet connection. It doesn't even have to have an HDMI on it. What it. And because it's outsourcing the graphics processing, I could play it on, like, say, a Macintosh? Yes. Wow. They had it on a, uh, on a, I'm on a, what your PowerBook, whatever PowerBook. Wow, I'm old. A MacBook <laughs> on Pro. On that, their PowerBook. The MacBook iBook, Pro. But the Steve Jobs took your job. He had Tomb Raider on, and he was showing me Tomb Raider. Really? And they have partners. NVIDIA's a partner. Um, uh, Microsoft's a partner. Forza and Wolfenstein. Bethesda's a partner. Like, they have a lot of big partners. And this is a small team of, like, French, you know, developers. Hmm. Kids. They were kids. They were, like, 20. You know what I mean? Like... They must have... They figured out a better mousetrap. It's just a really interesting thing. And I told him, I said, well, like, are you guys using Grid? Because NVIDIA leases us out and sells them, right? You know? He's like, no, we can't, because... Grid splits up the CPU usage. It's a giant tray of, you know, 980s or whatever, but it's like 20 people accessing those 980s. So it's splitting the task up. They don't want to do that. That adds to input lag. So the PC is directly to you. It's That's what it is. They're opening servers that's this gonna quarter. That's going to be tough to scale. It's Not only tough to scale, I think it's going to be tough to get the word out because people instantly think input, input lag. lag. Fuck that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... I'm thinking in terms of like if you have a kid and he's like, Dad, I want to play PUBG. I don't have, you know, I don't have a computer that can play it. $35 a month, you can have your kid play PUBG and be a racist piece of shit. On an iPad. On an iPad with a controller or Not mouse and keyboard. Not everyone plays PUBG is racist. No, I'm just saying. It's that. just a vocal minority. I was being funny. Anyway, I'm not funny. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, no, and I thought that was just a really interesting product. And the, but the key now, the problem they have is there is getting it out there. It's getting their, their brand out there, telling them what they can do, telling people, no, there is no input lag. You can use it on any device or the screen. I think the challenge for them is going to be demoing it. It has to be demoed. People have to play it. Yeah, people have to. It has to have like a kiosk. It has to be like shown. But get this. They also have a, you can also rent out much like a modem. They have a black box. Which is similar. It's not. It's not. It's a small black box. Has a couple USB ports on it, an Ethernet cable, and it can replace your desktop. Hmm. Now, I think it's a great product. The only downside to it is it's only good for gaming. Period. 
yeah. as a video editor because I have all this data. I can't send data up to the cloud and back down. Mm-hmm. I maybe I could if I rented a server and did it that way, but that's a big pain in the ass because yeah. I'm constantly uploading to the ser- to a server somewhere. But so it's only good for gaming. Don't I don't think of it as much as a work PC or if like you have like small files that so like you know I'm fifty down or no sorry hundred down and six up. You're fine. It's all about down. It's all about down, man. You're forgetting how much inputs, how much do hit, how much bandwidth do you use hitting A on an Xbox controller when it goes to a cloud? How much bandwidth are you using? Not much. Yeah, it's all down. That's what but, I had the same thing. I see. He says all down. It's all that matters is down. That's it. It's the only thing that matters. Once you're synced up, he's like you're fine. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things you have to try it, and then you'll see it. Go, we'll see you tomorrow. You come to Rico Park with me. Yeah, I will. I think it won the show, honestly. Other than Nintendo Switch. Um. What else did I see that I thought was kind of cool? Merge. You know, you need to go back over there. Plex? Plex was pretty cool, but we can't talk about that. Why? Oh! Yeah. yeah. I could get in trouble. Okay. Yeah, we can't talk about yeah. the cool part of Plex. Anyway. <coughs> but Plex is cool. We interviewed them. They're really nice people. I see product. We met the CEO of Plex. Super cool. nice guy. Yeah, like really down-to-earth people. I, I, small company but like has become really big you like the keyless keyboard qwerty free qwerty free it was interesting <coughs> qwerty free was i was actually gonna mention them it was an extension for ios that uh, it, it was four directions from the center of the where a keyboard would be and it was like different gestures uh for typing it was imp- it was impressive because the guy basically created a new language created a new keyboard a new keyboard language yeah that's and that's impressive yeah a new keyboard uh user interface and I think one, it was funny because like I, I mentioned it to him. I've been talking about it a lot. Like, I hate typing on Xbox. I hate typing on PS4. I hate typing on Apple TV. They all suck. This was actually cool because it was directionals, up, down, left, right. Yep. And I was like, oh my god, you could do this with an analog joystick. And it might or be, the PS4 touchpad. Yeah. Yep. And it might be a better way to type than the freaking QWERTY keyboard with one cursor that you have to mouse over. Or the PS4 where you have to scroll down, you know. There's definitely a learning curve with it, like you, any new, you know, typing device. But it's that's it was. But really within cool. a few minutes, I was able to type with it. It was pretty impressive. I liked that he made and, it. And it's one-handed, which for me on mobile, hugely important. Uh, it was also meant for people who are visually impaired and other accessibility issues. And I was like, this is a cool thing. So QWERTY free. It costs, I think, five dollars. Four to bucks. Down- yeah, four bucks to download. Uh, but it's it's an interesting uh, keyboard extension, I think. If you know, if you have someone in your family that's visually impaired, it's something that might be interesting to show them. Uh, my brother's visually impaired, but I don't think he w- he's pretty used to the regular keyboard. Uh, I don't think he would jump on this. But what I liked about it was that it used haptic uh, feedback to kind of give you cues as to what what gesture you were doing, and it was good at not doing errant touches like if he did something wrong it just wouldn't register instead of having the wrong letter i think that's really important in a keyboard uh so it was cool i thought that was kind of neat um but yeah man this was a weird show for it wasn't a whole lot of gaming here at all no because and i'm kind of happy for that because honestly the um it's a crowded market mm-hmm. peripherals headsets mice keyboards crowded 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 market see but you know but there's niche people out there like for example for me Membrane keyboard, uh, mem- membrane keyboard keys, switches. I love yeah. those. I hate cherry switches. Hate mechanical switches. Because mm-hmm. I was on the Apple keyboard for months, 
right? Yeah. For year, uh, year, months, years, I was on the Apple thing keyboard, and I'm just used to that. And when I got my PC, it was annoying because the buttons don't match up with the Windows layout, and I had to get a third-party computer. It was a big pain in the ass. But um, Razer, shout out to Steve, this is Stefan for PR, sent me a, a Nornata Chroma, and that's a membrane keyboard. Mm-hmm. And I've grown to love it. I replaced my Apple keyboard with that keyboard. Mm-hmm. After using that for eight years, nine years. Yeah, you were using an Apple keyboard on a PC, right? Yeah, I was. That's crazy. I just like the feel of it. I, and, and, you know, it was so hard to find... Everything was either a mechanical cherry switch keyboard or like one of those shitty log, not shitty, but like, you know, those, the Logitech's your dad has, you know, the Logitech keyboards your dad has with the curved, <laughs> the curved thing. I hate those things. You remember when they split the middle of the keyboard? Yes. Like, it's ergonomic now. Yeah. I hated like that thing. way worse. It's way worse. <laughs> it's like now my wrists are closer. This is horrible. This is a terrible idea. It was we can't talk about the company. I think we're. It wasn't really an. an it, the company was so new to being a device maker that they didn't even have an NDA figured out for us. It's, it was old. It was old. It was they're, an old company. So it's an old, old product. It's fine. I'm sure they're fine with it. No. Fifteen years old. They have a problem with it. No. I'm talking about the 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 Jersey company. Which Jersey company? The one that gave us a jersey. Oh yeah, we can't talk about it. Anyway, we saw a keyboard that didn't have the numpad. That's you know? a new thing. It yeah. was really thin. I was like, I think that's a trend. Uh, no, I know. Yeah, we know. We know. We, we know the name yeah. of it. Thank you, Michael. We know the name of it. Go We're not saying it on purpose. Give me that blue Joy-Con when you're done. No. <laughs> Greg hid my Joy-Con again. I'm gonna take it one of these days and then send it to a bag of small pieces and envelopes. I'll murder you. <laughs> Send money, and every month I send like a thumb drive that a screw, then like in the faceplate. Just and a note that says, "Please help me, awesome." <laughs> I have backup Joy Cons, not on me, but I have them in Ohio. Do you have a blue one? No, they're actually painted. I got them. Oh, at, you got the uh, packs? Yeah, no, uh, Evo. Evo controller chaos. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They I do some really cool stuff. I didn't get to go to Evo. I love Evo. It's good. I don't think there's a lot of opportunities for me there. Oh, uh, horrible, yeah. horrible interviews. Get a handful of interviews, maybe. It's not worth spending company money to send me out there for two days, you know? Mm-mm. Ozzy does a great job covering it. Because he can write up. He writes up good articles. Yeah. That. Shout out to Ozzy. Um, and he's also our esports guy. You meet him are the big fighters on the team. Yep. And David. <sighs> David? David's he's... super industry fighter. Okay. That's and good. MK, MK. It's like so. David's, he's, always, he's always the one telling you to do MK4 for uh, Arcade Corner. Yeah. So so, <laughs> so David's MK and Street Fighter, Ozzy's Smash Brothers, and I'm Injustice and Marvel vs. Capcom, but not Infinite because that's hot garbage. And I like Smash Brothers. Port. When we're gonna see a port soon, mm-hmm. we have. They have to be working on a port. It runs on the 3DS for God's sakes. It wasn't my fault this time, folks. But Greg's talking about Nintendo Switch. It's got to be. It's got to be coming. It's got to be coming. There's yeah. like no, there's, it, it's, do they not like money? Do you hate money? Do you not want to keep reselling your same games you've made again and again? Just keep, just port it. You know what I think is going to come out this year? Don't say it. Don't say what I think you're going to say. Don't, it better not start with an F and end with a zero. Don't say it. Fine. <laughs> it's not going to come out, man. It's dead. F-Zero's not dead. It's dead. I'm pointing hands out to F-Zero. No. No, because you know, you know what? Here's what. Here's my. We're back on Switch. 
it's your Yay fault. Yay for derailing. Um, it's your fault. So here's here's my. That's because Switch is more interesting here, than a lot of things we CES. saw at CES. <laughs> unless you're like, into like, or, unless you're into like irrigation that's run on HomeKit, or less expensive. <laughs> here's this eight thousand dollar TV. Great, I'll never be able to buy that in my life. So let's move on to the next thing. It's yeah. called the Consumer Electronics Show. Even the laptops we saw today. They should call we the- saw we saw a bunch of Nvidia laptops running 1080s in them, or not Nvidia laptops, but partners yeah all of them started like 2500 they should call the the ees the elitist electronic show no (laughs) there's some product like for every 10 stupid products there are there's one really smart product that needs the recognition and the help to get like bigger rocket skates not rocket skates (laughs) um but yeah like think about the first time we interviewed oculus here they had like a little room. Don't, don't talk about Oculus, man. It's gets sad. I know, but they got to sell their company because of that. Hold on, man. I'm wait. We're not done here. I'm pouring hand sanitizer out for F Zero right now. No, don't wait. do it. Don't do it. You hear that? Don't waste the hand. Sa- we need it. No, don't, no. Oh, you bastard. That's for F Zero. I hate you. That's for F Zero. So here's forget. the thing with that, right? So like. People wanted Star Fox. Bring back Star Fox. We want Star Fox. You always say this. You always bring back Star Fox in this equation. Meanwhile, you have Mario Kart, which is a freaking awesome racer and a great engine for a racer. You telling me you can't just take that engine and make another racer. This is Nintendo. We made Star Fox. You all hated Star Fox. We're never going to make it. Not touching F-Zero because you're just going to hate on F-Zero. That makes no sense. Dude, what? Does yeah, it does you're right, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Do they hate money? They apparently they do. Because they don't want Overwatch on Switch and they don't want F Zero on Switch. You know what and game, they don't want Metroid on Switch. You know what you know what game I think they're gonna surprise us with and no one's talking about? Metroid. Kid Icarus. Cause Uprising for three DS was good. No, it was, but it undersold. But the control scheme sucked. You had to buy it stupid adapter thing yeah the fact that you had to buy an adapter for it showed that that game should not have come out on that system that game with traditional controllers on a portable hand like on a switch right would have been great that's just weird you know isn't it weird that that game it's only had one other game before that but smash brothers breath new breathe new life into him mm-hmm. you know what I mean? when he was shown in uh because that Wii. game the old school kid icarus was great it's a legendary game it's hard and yeah. uprising is also pretty hard, but it's great. But that's, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about this game. It's only had two games. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. And like the second game is because of the popularity. Just like how uh, Melee brought Fire Emblem to the States. Same thing with Icarus. Uh, the Wii. Smash Brothers Well, guess Wii? who's in Smash Brothers? F-Zero? Captain Falcon. That's not F-Zero. That's Captain Falcon. Spoken like a true millennial. Falco! Punch! Can you Falco punch an F Zero? Fucking no. kick! No, you can't. Actually, maybe you can. And Show your moves. There were some comics uh, during the '90s that were based around the F Zero. I saw those. They're so yeah. bad, but they're good. They're so bad, they're good. Yeah. So I think maybe he did a Falcon punch in that. There's I don't a, think so. There's a There's a Star Fox comic. Yeah. And then there's spinoffs of those that get really awkward really quickly. Yeah. No. Shout out to Freeze. <laughs> but. Uh, I, getting, I, I I just don't want to see you get your hopes up like like David thinks Resident Evil 2 is coming out this year. I just don't want to see you get crushed. No, but these are my like dear uncle at Nintendo. F-Zero, Kid Icarus. Those would be cool. I don't think you'll see either of those. What about Metroid? 
They've yeah. announced it already. They showed us the number four. They showed us the logo. They but showed us the number four. They, that's their show. That's that's going to be happen. We'll this see year. more at E three or more Nintendo Direct. Sorry, more Nintendo Direct. I'm sure at E three than you, Nintendo Direct at E three. I guarantee. Do you think it'll be announced at E three? Like we'll get to play it. No, but I think we'll see gameplay. When do will we get to play it? Next year. Next year. Dude, they released Mario and Zelda within a year. They do, but how long were they working on those titles? How long have they been working on Metroid? They haven't made a Metroid in how long? How long? But 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 Zelda Breath of the Wild was developed for six years. Yeah, but for Wii U. Six years. Uh-huh. I mean, Mario, probably the same amount of time. Easy. Mm-hmm. Six. So you can say Metroid, been development probably, I'm going to say four years. So you got two more years before it comes out. We'll play it next year, and then year after that will be released for holiday. I just take your hoods up for F Zero because I don't. So what's coming out this year? Smash DX. Smash DX port. What about Pikmin game? No. What about Mario 3D World ported? This year. Would they port? No. Mario 3D World. This year for Nintendo 2018 is going to be the year of the port. We're going to have a th- we're going to have a, a D- uh, Super Smash Bros. port. We're probably going to have a Pikmin port. Probably going to have a, a Sunshine. We're going to have ports. We're going to start to get points. Virtual, con- virtual console, like you said, is probably dead. But that doesn't mean they're going to start porting old stuff. So I guarantee this is the year of the ports because people love nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember Sunshine? I remember Sunshine. Now it's on the now it's on the Switch. But you need, I think if they go with GameCube games, you mentioned Sunshine. They have to come out with new Joy Cons for that. You think? The triggers on the Joy Cons do not work with Sunshine. Oh, the they're not yeah. triggers. You'd have to have GameCube Joy Cons. Which they could totally do because they came out with a system where you can remove the Joy Cons. That's true. The the trigger it was it was too close. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, I think that's halfway. You do pressure. It has pressure sensing. I think. No. Not in the Pro Controller. It might be pressure sensitive, but it's not the same. No, it's, it's not. not. It's, it's not the same. like the Game Controller is less technological. It's 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 it was it's hold down click. Yeah. So like it's two clicks when that's just one. I'm that's there's a I'm way saying. you can make it work. But I'm just saying I think it'll be the year of the ports this year. Mm. It, it, okay, if you got an F0 port, would that be acceptable? No. What F0? And Super Nintendo. On the Switch. You'll get F See, that's what they do. How many times you're, have I bought F0, Greg? You're for game. How many times? Do you want me to count how many times I bought F0? I bought F0 for SNES. I bought F0 for Wii. I bought F0 for Wii U. I bought F0 for DS. I bought F0 for 3DS. What do you want from me, Nintendo? That's th- no, that's what they do, that's though. That's just one game. That's the same SNES 16-bit game. I love that game that much. I'll buy it for every platform. They trolled me. F0... X, my favorite of the series. That's the GameCube one. 64, 64 one. 64 one. That came out on Wii U, Virtual Console on Wii U, the week before Switch launched. I'm like, you're just trolling me now. It was funny, though, because when I was in Tokyo, or when I was in Japan for the Tokyo Game Show, there was this, uh, it was a video game bar, like it was a retro place. It was two drinks you could play for like an hour, or two hours or something, and they had uh, they had it on the N64 there. So I, I played it. I set the high score. I was pretty excited about that. But I, that's that's your thing, right? So like the PR. I mean, I was working at PR. And I said, well, "Can we have this game?" They said, "It's on the Switch." I'm like, "But it's this game. That doesn't count. It's, it's still the same name." And they're like, "You know, they, that's what they do, man. No. That's what they do." No. I want a new F Zero. What if they're not long. even at E3 this year? 
What, Nintendo? What if they're just like, we're just going to do a Nintendo Direct? No, they'll always be there. They're I both, hope so. No, they'll always be there. They have too good of a relationship with ESA. Dude, their booth is huge. Yeah, their booth is massive. But there's nothing in it. It's just like a bunch of cool stuff, and then there's nothing in it. There's people waiting. There's people waiting for eight hours to play Mario for twenty minutes to get a hat. They're gonna sell on eBay for sixty dollars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's basically the Nintendo. Well, I strategically placed the the Shack News booth this year. <laughs> strategically placed. <laughs> so that I could run to Nintendo the first day and get hands on before and everyone did. else. And I did. And that game's fucking awesome. Mario Odyssey is great, but it was. Can you talk about games that like on the Switch that aren't doing well that Nintendo I for sure thought would do well? Splatoon. What do you mean do well? Like it's not an eSport, but they wanted it to be. Yeah, they marketed it as one, but, but it's not an eSport. It's nowhere close. Not even it's But it's still e-sport. sold over a million. It's a good game. It's not if that's a failure, sign me up. Arms. Arms is the one that fell flat on its face. One two switch. One two switch was garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I gave it to Michael Wang. I was like, "Here, take this." Michael's like, "I don't want it." He, he wanted it back he, to you. He, he asked me. He asked me straight up, like, "What cartridges do you have?" Because he loves his cartridges, right? Uh, and I was like, "I have one T Switch." Because I bought that knowing that I was gonna have to, I was gonna want to trade that in. Right? Do you know what I'm proud about? About that year the Switch came out last year. You know what I'm proud about that year hmm. is that I don't think we wrote one article about the cartridge eating thing. We didn't lick the cartridge. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Everyone's like, who are eating the cartridge? <laughs> Views. <laughs> no. The same same outlets. We're not going to name names. Same outlets that love to tout themselves as the, the elitist. The news outlets. The elitist journalists. Top three. They were the ones licking those uh, cartridges. And writing and writing blurbs on them and getting a million hits on it. So, it's you all know, good. Shame on you, people. Don't click that. Don't click that. No, don't. But, um, I mean, I just, I mean, F-Zero, man. Time. I don't, I pour one out. I you just did. You 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 literally. Poured I don't think so. I, I I don't think so, man. I would hope for you because you'd be super excited. Oh, wait, you know, here's a port that could happen. Okay, because I'm tired of you shitting on F Zero. The past. No, Overwatch. No, they hate money. Why would they do that? They hate money. They wouldn't put Overwatch on Switch. Yeah, Blizzard and Nintendo hate money. Why would they put it on Switch? Doesn't that make sense though? It makes perfect. Makes perfect fucking Hearthstone sense. Hearthstone also make a lot of sense. Portable Overwatch? Are you kidding? But you know, here's the thing though. It's um, for those who don't like Blizzard's still new to the console space. They're pretty new. Mm-hmm. I mean, what console games do they have? Starcraft sixty four. Starcraft sixty four and Diablo two on PS PS one. Uh huh. And then Overwatch. That's their extent of their console <laughs> library. Yeah. So they're still learning. I, I think they won't put it on Switch, not because of the money issue, but because they have control and the battle Battle.net app is control. They want that Battle.net app. There's no Battle.net on Xbox Live. No, there isn't. But the only, what's the only game on Xbox Live? Overwatch. That's what I'm saying. What's right. the difference? I think they know that. I mean, I don't know. I don't if think. If you're in year two, sorry, going into year three of Overwatch. And you have this league coming out. Why wouldn't you want it on Switch? I'm just saying, Doom is on Switch. Because they hate the money. The gauntlet has been thrown. Doom was our game of the year. Overwatch was number two. Everything's on Switch. What is not on Switch? Overwatch. That's what I'm saying. That's like the one thing that's not on Switch. Everything Grand needs to Theft be on Auto. Switch. Darkest Dungeon. Shout out to Darkest Tyler. Yeah. It's coming out on Switch. I tweeted him last week. I'm like, hey, when can I play Darkest Dungeon on Twitch? He's like, soon. They announced it today, which is the what, 11th? 10th. 10th. It's coming out in eight days. 
I'm ecstatic. I, f- I love that you're, game. You're, that's like all you're going to be doing. Darkest Dungeon. Go buy Darkest Dungeon. For Switch. For Switch. Or, or for PC. Or for Steam. Or for PS4. Yeah. Awesome but on, game. But having Darkest Dungeon portable is going to be huge. I'm going to get that. It's a great game. I you love know, that it's game. It's funny. Like there, I had friends that were really into that game, and I had friends that were into Stardew Valley. And when Stardew Valley came out for Switch, everyone was freaking out. I'm like, not really about that game. Yeah. But I am excited to play Darkest Dungeon for switch because i never i'm not like you where i won't play pc games because like i'm at a pc all day but i understand what you're saying so like i like being able to like lay on the couch hang out with my dog and still be playing switch you know kind of the position that michael's in like that's my ideal switch playing yeah. position right he's there. lying down yeah he's yeah. lying down Spread eagle lying down head propped up with two pillows Switch on the belly. And also, like, and you can hear me here. I don't like keyboard. I understand. I understand that in first-person shooters, mouse and keyboard are superior everywhere shape and work controllers. I get that. I'm not mm-hmm. arguing that it's a worse controller, but I hate mouse and keyboard. Because it feels very mechanical. It's kind of like this. It's like, it's like drawing using numbers mm-hmm. is going to be a lot more accurate than freehand. But that doesn't necessarily mean I want to do it that way. You know, and it's funny, like, I, a lot of people were giving me shit because I was playing PUBG. And I'm going to be right there with you. I'm going to be using a controller, too, with you but right there. I won. I was playing PUBG on my ultra-wide monitor with my 1080 Ti with an Xbox 360 wired controller. <laughs> and I won chicken dinner without getting a you single did. kill. You did. But I did get my first kill when we were playing the other day. We were called the F word three times and we we shot one of them. Mm-hmm. It was great. I was just like, what is... I almost think it's the social aspect that makes that game popular, not the game. I think it's the blue zone and those those. I've yet to play that yet. I need to, I need to get once on with Chris. Get, once you get close to the end and Chris is yelling at you, I need to play with you guys. I yeah, need to. You under, need to join the. I'm, scrub I'm determined squad. to figure out. It's like this. Like with my hate on Destiny Two is legitimately earned because I spent 65 hours playing the game. Mm-hmm. But so I need to do that before I judge PUBG, and I only have 32 minutes like, on it. So yeah, it's not. It's not. That's not enough. But. I think once you win a chicken dinner, you feel differently about that game. Like I, I don't know, I I really like it. It's kind of it's it's almost addictive, I guess, to players because it's like winning the lottery. I guess I guess would you call you it? You just right? want to get better. You know, it's like any uh, good games are like that. Easy to pick up and play, hard to master. See, I am, I am, but that game's not easy to pick up. Pick up though. Yeah, it is. PUBG? What do you do? What do I do? Oh, I'm dead. What jump. do I do? Oh, I'm dead. There you go. That's not. It's not easy. You jump out of a plane. You try to survive. That's it's a pretty simple concept. Of how? Of how? how a, the, the elevator pitch for PUBG is simple. Is what I'm getting at. No, it is. But I don't think the game's easy to pick up and play. I think it's incredibly meta uh-huh. from the get go. That's like saying MOBAs are easy to pick up and play. They're not easy to pick up and play. They're fucking hard. I know that there's some there's some meta to it, but I don't know. I I guess. It's, I don't I understand a, backpacks. I played a couple. I played about you know maybe like the five levels or six of games. the backpacks means how many things you can hold. That's I don't it. understand the games. I don't understand how the recoil works. I don't understand how to use There's like health handle. packs. I don't understand how I see people on the map. I don't understand what the red thing is. I don't understand you know. Yeah, you I, need to play with Chris and get yelled at for a couple. That's hours. the thing though. Like easy pick up play means I wouldn't need to have a friend explain to me for forty five minutes how the game is played. You also suck at games though. It's not true. I'm good at hots. That's not a game. That's a clicking simulator. I fucking love Hots. It's a cookie clicker. I have a problem with Hots. Hots is my PUBG because I play that way too much. Yeah, I know. Blizzard loves me for it. I love that game. It's the most underrated movie out there, in my opinion. Anyway, 
But um, we play with controller, and we're gonna. I'm gonna get shit for that too. Because we I play both with play with Xbox controllers on PUBG. And so just so people know in the chatty, like we, I, I understand. I, I get it. I'm not saying Xbox controller is better than keyboard or mouse. I just don't like keyboard or mouse. I, I have it's a too physical mechanical. reason. I, I wanted it in the first episode of the show. Actually, I was in a car accident like ten years ago. Giant donut. Yeah, you remember that. Uh, and yeah, the airbag was deployed, and I had to steer out of a spin. In the middle of downtown Houston, it was like six lanes, six lanes, right? Like big, big city intersection. And yeah, the steering wheel plastic like cut up both my wrists really bad. So I can't play keyboard and mouse games for, for long, an extended, extended period periods of, time. of time. Yeah, I can play controller-based games for an extended period of time. That's why I always laugh at you guys who say that the Switch is uncomfortable. Because I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you're holding it wrong. Because I have bigger hands than all of you guys, and I have messed up nerve damage in both my wrists and i can sit there and play it so i think it's a matter of how you hold it also the angle at which you hold it has a lot to do with it um but yeah i do think that someone needs to come out with some sort of attachment to the joy con there's a guy in etsy that has one and i wish i could shout out to him but i'll link in the podcast he's on etsy Mm mm-hmm um, if I, you know, I'll find the link. We can put them. We can put the link in the in the article. Yeah, we can do that. We have the. And technology. he makes them on Etsy. And he three D prints them. Yeah. So uh, I will. I will actually. I'll send him a message. Did you buy one? To the chatty cast. No, not yet. Because it's just it's just it's another piece I have to carry around with me. That's you know what I mean. I just I have to travel light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like I have to travel light. And so, but I mean, it's a cool product. I'm just saying it's a cool product. And like, I'm considered buying it several times, but I'll send a link to him and I'll show him the podcast. Be look to the end, man. We talked about your product. And then I'll send you a free one. I'll review it. <laughs> I'll re- totally review it. I've been considering buying it for like a couple of weeks, but if he sends it for me, I will totally unbox it and review it for him. But I love Etsy. That's basically what come down. And now I will send him a message and link him the chatty cast. Yeah. Oh, I did it again. Oh, damn you. I did <laughs> Welcome to the Shack News Chatty Cast. Lily Shack News, put your finger up your butt and we tell you to God squeeze. Damn it. Welcome to PUBG. God damn it. You're basically the Logan Paul of the Shack Cast now. Don't don't say that <laughs> name, man. When you say that name, you give it power. Just say the douchebag. No. I had to call it the name that shall be not not be named. But that just that that whole instant just shows you how how aggressive these people have to get to grow. Because mm-hmm. you hit a like you said, you hit a cap. You True. know, 10 million subscribers? How do you grow from there? The question is you don't. You don't grow. You're capped. So you keep getting more and more aggressive with your viewership, mm-hmm. and then you do the douchebaggy thing and monetize an apology video. Or you're Norm MacDonald, and your show's just delightful. It's a big hat. It's funny because it's big. Huh? No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Funny big hat. <laughs> That's my favorite sketch he's ever done is when he's Burt Reynolds yeah. on Jeopardy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. He does one of the best Burt Reynolds impersonations. It's funny. It's funny because it's big. I, I'm worried, man. Burt Reynolds is getting old. Everyone's getting old, dude. He's getting super old. Everyone's getting old. I haven't old. heard enough about Burt Reynolds. In they the they almost casted him as Indiana Jones. Remember that? That would have been cool. They did a screen test. It's online. You can Google it. Indiana Jones. You it was South so Park? bad. Magnum P.I. in that outfit looks terrible. Remember that South Park? Oh, with George Lucas. <laughs> wee! Wee! That one? <laughs> that they just one. draped him on screen for two hours. That was a terrible movie. Yeah. They're just doing that to Star Wars now, that, too. And that, if I can just... How, how are we on time? Oh, it's we're like probably an hour and a half in. We're off the rails. So here's the thing about that, because I can we talk about that right now. So Spielberg, soon. like, Spielberg is known as one of the best directors, right? Sure. And then so was Lucas. Lucas sure. is like an innovator and a good director. He's not, not a good writer, writer but, a good, right. but a good director and innovator. Mm-hmm. So fast forward... 40, 30 years later 
the reason they were good is because they had to, they wrote these stories and they're like, how do we do this? Well, we can't do it that way. Okay, how, how can we have to do it this way? Okay, how can we figure out to do it that way? So they had to figure out problem solve. Now you write a, a sentence and you're like, ah, oh, just put it in computer. So there's no limitations. Therefore, that creativity is stifled. So now you're just doing whatever you want, not writing, because it's more challenging for you to write something and figure out how do we do that? It's one of the reasons I liked the original trilogy. It's one of the reasons the original trilogy, even the prequels, were so innovative because they were doing new things. Yeah. Like from a technical standpoint, stuff no one had ever done before and, and on a scale of like, how do we do things flying in space over this huge space station? How do you do that? Now it's just like, you put it in a computer, Last Jedi and Force Awakens, all CGI, put it in a computer, green screen, done. But I mean, Industrial Light Magic was the genesis of all that. No, they're great, but like they just, they, we've perfected it to the point and now we're just getting, now all we do is just make it look better and better in a computer space but it's still the same process so yeah we're on team the last jedi sucked yeah i don't ryan johnson trolled everybody it's okay. a giant troll film yeah oh, oh look we'll what everyone's thinking i'm gonna pull everyone out because there's no committee yeah the interview with him is like is there a committee with us no because george lucas had four five and six he wanted to tell a story one through six he had a story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell this story. Yeah. This new trilogy, every fucking director is going to do their own thing with the story. There's no consensus. There's no larger story. You know why? Because they're going to make episode 111 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a shit show. Will Jar Jar be in that one? I hope so. I think they need to bring Jar Jar back, or at least the Gungans. You remember... Little, have you seen Star Wars? Okay. You know... Little Why are you asking him? It's we're on the podcast. I don't want to spoil it. Spoiler. Spoilers spoiler, for Gungans. Spoiler alert right now for Star Wars. If you want to avoid the Star Wars spoiler, go ahead 30 seconds. When okay. When Luke or not when Luke. When Carrie Fisher, Leia, they were calling the distress signal to help them on the, the dirt planet with the red. The Ewoks should have showed up. Oh my god. I would have given that movie 10 out of 10. Right? If, like, the only people in the universe to show up to help carry... out of 10. Is just this army of Ewoks? I would have been, like, standing ovation. I'm in. I'm all in. Right? I am all in. If they yub-dubbed that, it would have been the best movie of all time. Someone should have showed up that they had helped in the past. Like, the karma. Right? And I would have been like, that that would have been... That would have been the saving grace of that turd sandwich of a movie, is if the fucking Ewok showed and up. Every, and anybody, and by the way, when anyone on my Facebook is like, oh, I'm seeing it for the third time, I'm like, stop, you're just embarrassing yourself at this point. Don't see it for three times, dude. I saw The Force Awakens in the theater three times. I saw it twice. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was very good. I wanted to think about it more. This one, I saw it once, and I'm like, I don't want to see that. I saw Force Awakens. That was the greatest thing in the world. So the second time, I'm like, what is this shit? Yeah. I needed to watch it three times to get a full opinion on it, but I liked it. In the, in the grand scheme of things, I liked it. This movie, did not like. Thought it was mediocre. Thought it was uninspired. It is uninspired. All the characters, for those of you who actually liked it and think it's a good film, what movie has all the characters start and end without any growth? They all start the same and they end the same. Ray starts out not knowing the Force, ends with not knowing the Force. She knows the Force. Kind of. Okay. He, there's even that line she says, what does the Force do? Oh, you move rocks. <laughs> What? That's dumb. Yeah, Yoda's in it. Ooh, anyway, shocking. if you if you if you guys haven't checked this out, Kevin Smith did an hour and a half long review of the movie. It that review is better than the movie. Did he like it? He did, but he, there's a bunch of things that he would have done differently. 
Yeah, obviously. And he lists them, and every edit that he would have made, I would have rather Kevin Smith made this trilogy. The main problem is there needs to be a committee or consensus of a story they want to there tell. There had to have been continuity across the trilogy. There has. And, there's and none. There's, there's none. also the Carrie Fisher thing. Don't even. Yeah. I laughed. Yeah, we'll just we'll just say that. But anyway, we had to shit on Star Wars real quick before this podcast I'm was over. over. It. Dead over it, man. I, I am too. I'm going to see the next one. That's it. I'm, I'm not going to see Solo. I didn't see the other one. What the Jabba the Hutt Solo movie? I will see an Ewok Solo movie because they've only made one. <laughs> I've seen all of C. And I want to... You know what yeah. I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. The was Ewok that before? Solo. That was before Return of the Jedi too, right? Uh-huh. I was around that. Jedi was... I want to say 88 or 89? I was... So, okay. Yeah. So, New Hope was 77. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back is 82? What is going on? I don't know why people keep... This is blowing up. What time is it? Who keeps ringing You on? know what it is? They're doing turndown because everyone's out gambling, right? Turndown for what? No turndown service. Mm-hmm. Did he just lock himself out? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you want to wrap it up? <laughs> wrap it up and shut up. They keep blowing our shit up. We should have put on the privacy sign. Oh. I don't think we did. No, it's off. And now Michael's stuck out there. Oh, whatever. Are we wrapping it up? I guess this has been a. I can still talk. Yeah, he's still there. I can yeah, talk we're, forever. We're, we're still going. That's twice now. Can you put on the privacy what is going sign? On? What was that? What do they want, Mike? What do they want? Was that turned down? Okay, are they just messing up? All right. The shower's fine? Yeah. Oh, God. Weird. Oh, my goodness. Turn down for what is going to be the... Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, that'll be the end of the song. No, it's got to be like le- the legend of Yub Nub. <laughs> I think I've already done Yub Nub. You got to put Yub Nub. No, there's never enough Yub Nub. I think I have not repeated a song yet on the shot cast. Here's the thing, too, is like Star Wars is getting too serious. It's supposed to be f- silly. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be silly, but like it's not, it's silly and serious at the same time. And like the amount of humor in this movie was just, it was too much. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to Josh Josh Whedon it now. Everyone's yeah. got to do Josh Whedon. If you look at Avengers, I don't know. I'm done a- shitting on Star Wars. Okay, though. can we sh- can we talk about Avengers? I guess. So much like <laughs> much like the Back to the Future movies, and I'm a huge fan of those. But one, two, and three, Act one, two, and three in Back to the Future one, Part two, and Part three are identical. In Avengers one and two. Acts one, two, and three identical. Yeah, there's like they just they have it's a it's a guys, it's a formula. They're not being creative. They're not being smart. It's a formula that they follow that everyone eats up. Okay. Sugar plus water equals. Mm. I just don't care anymore. All right, moving on. When when Mar- Disney bought Marvel, I was like, okay, so I don't. I have about three years left to care about Marvel because they just. I knew the meat grinder that they were going into. And I was like, I'm not going on this ride. What they did to Civil War, I was like, yep, that's what I thought was going to happen. And they just keep nerfing what were great comics. Oh, great story arcs. Yeah. yeah the, so I'm the, like, no, I'm not. Yeah, the, the, the stakes live, were way too low in Civil War. I will live with the comics that already existed and those stories that were already told. I don't need, I want new stuff. Here's, I was, I was talking about the, this. Yeah, you, like, there's you, a, there's you, a movie that came out and it's critically not really well received. I don't really even like it a whole lot, but I give them respect because they did something different, and it's Cloud Atlas. I don't know if you ever saw it. It's such a weird film. But it's different. 
It's a different story. It's not a story that had been told before. There's there's a better way to explain this for like Marvel. Mm-hmm. So the great thing about comics, like people argue, well, this is what happened in the comic. I could give a shit if a copy of the comic. Mm-hmm. If a copy is the idea, that's fine. But here's the problem with the MCU. It's comics were great because you had a story arc, you know, whatever, 10, 6, whatever, story arc mm-hmm. with a writer and an artist and a colorist, right? And you'd read it. Oh, that's cool. Next story, different artist, different writer, different situation. So you, not only would you get a different outlook on the character you get a different design of the character mm-hmm. this is how this artist sees that with mcu you don't get that no. it's the same cookie cutter characters they've had since avengers same actors same actors mm-hmm. same design everything's the fucking same yeah i would rather have a reboot do you know why spider-man homecoming did good because we've seen three incarnations seeing spider-man get rebooted is interesting because you're seeing it from a different director different writer different design point spider-man is going to be the same for the next 30 years folks get used to it yay can't what, wait what about they, they said they're going to reset it after the Infinity War, and I but can't yeah. wait I would, for that. I, I would see rather see more batshit crazy movies like Cloud Atlas than another five Avengers movies. Well, you're going to get five I more did, Avengers movies. But I did like the shot they gave Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a that was a comic that my brother and I were talking about when Marvel got acquired. He's like, watch. It's so hard to do, but they they're did gonna it. make. He's like, Groot is gonna be a hit. He called Groot. He called his shot like five years before Guardians of the Galaxy. Other than them like wasting money on Vin Diesel voicing that character, which was, by the way, but, it was just a fucking puller in people. Vin Diesel, we can put Vin Diesel on the poster. Yeah, congratulations, Groot. Stupid, but still, the CG that was required for Groot, it it needed to happen in this decade. For Groot to be fully realized, you know, and no, I would love him as a puppet, man. I would have loved him. I mean, both of them would be interesting as a puppet. Yeah, let's not use the voice actor in the cartoon. He did a phenomenal job. Rocket's supposed to be British, by the way, as a British accent. Mm-hmm. We got to have Bradley Cooper on the poster. Well, he, yeah. I'm disappointed in the casting of that film, especially for the voice actors. Yeah. They just wanted to put m- fucking names on posters. Disney. I hate that. That's my point, though. Is that they're they are taking stories that I liked and I thought would be good movies and they're just they're just churning out the mayonnaise. It's nothing nothing original. Really. It's white bread. But the thing is, people like white bread and people love Wonder Bread. Yeah, that's the sad case. I don't. I like Zelda and I also eat gluten free bread. So. Gluten free bread. Did you see the Disaster Artist? I did. How was that? Great. I need to see that. It's really funny. I need to see that. It's funny though. I don't know if you saw uh, the Golden Globes. Probably not. You don't give a shit. I don't. I don't support the awards. Yeah. Um, James Franco won some award for the Disaster Artist, and he invited Tommy Wiseau on stage, and they wouldn't let him speak. He's worried. But still, like you won your award, acting like Tommy Wiseau, you walk up on stage to receive the award. You then invite him, and you don't let him say a word. He pushed him away from the microphone. You know, it's funny because... Well, he was going to go off on Hollywood. Tommy Wiseau was chewed up and spit out by Hollywood. He's standing on the stage at the Golden Globes now. So it was his moment to really get back, and James Franco denied him. I so, thought that was fucked up. So No, it's interesting because I did a lot of reports on Disney back in the day. He's one of my idols. Mm-hmm. But like, um, and I don't like I don't know how much of this is true or not because you know there's a lot of stuff from employees and ex secretaries and stuff. But my understanding was after Disney would do a project based on a book or like a thing if the creator was still alive or the owner was still alive, he would like treat them all nice. And then afterwards, after they did it, he would just wouldn't talk to them anymore. He wasn't mm-hmm. an ass. He just wouldn't make an effort to talk to them or ask them what they thought of it. He would just ignore them. So I think that was the same situation there. He just he won the award. He didn't want him to like. 
you know, he's like, I did your thing. Thanks. I don't want you to talk because you might fuck everything up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you might not, you know. But still, he wouldn't be there accepting that award if it wasn't for Tommy Wiseau. Who is that guy? I love that guy. I love him. The room. I don't, he's so weird. He's, I mean. Oh, hi, Mark. I don't even know how that movie. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a trash cinema. It's a new type of cinema, right? They call it trash cinema, I believe. This is my time to shine. I'm like the perfect trash cinema writer. We, you, we could go back to my like. We, we had like, just for fun in summertime, my friends and I we, we would shoot movies. So we have one called The Clown. It's about a killer psychotic clown, and we throw the clown out the window at one point. And we cut in the Terminator 2 coming back together animation. Oh God. <laughs> you remember? You remember the, yeah. the T-1000 when it was all like liquidy turning into that? Yeah. But like there's, there's those a, next level editing in the in know, the 90s. It's funny too because they make him act all crazy in the trailer. In the trailer he says like the his producer, his assistant director says like, hey, we can just shoot this in the alleyway. And he goes, why are we shooting the set? And he goes, because it's a big Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the joke. But the funny thing is, is that most AAA directors act like that. They're just assholes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we have an alley outside that looks no, exactly... No, he should on set. Yeah. You know who's like that? The guy who did 300. Mm-hmm. It's very controlling, very kind of a dick director from what I've heard on set. Yells at a lot of people. And just I actually just like that movie. 300 is a good, a good movie. It's yeah. visual candy. It's, it's good. Yeah. yeah, so I guess that's... We've we've devolved into a, a, vi- a movie podcast. We can shit at Justice, Justice League. No. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm good. Ben uh, Affleck. Uh, at least we... Uh, at least we got to meet the Affleck duck this week. Not Gilbert Godfrey, though. I know. It was such a shanda. <laughs> he goes out. Oh, thank you. You you met him before. He's so great. Yeah. That guy's great. I'm like, dude, I loved you to laugh. I do. I told him. Okay, I'm gonna tell the story. I met him. Okay, so I met him. Uh, something. I met him somewhere, and then I was like, dude, you know, I loved you to laugh. Not him. No, I was like, you know, 22. I didn't. Mean, I was like, he was like, oh, thank you. The 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 voice director hated me because I was doing the Iago bit for eight hours a day. Everyone had headaches. It was like the worst Jewish. Like, I don't think he's. I don't think he's Jewish, but he sounds Jewish. Like a horse Jewish voice. I don't he know. just has a very distinct <laughs> accent. It was such a shock. He sounds like a Galgamech. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I feel like the Galgamex South Park accent is them doing a Gilbert Gottfried impersonation. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I've met I, a lot of good people. Voice actors are always awesome to interview. They're so humble and they're so great. Yeah, they are down to earth. They are super down to earth because um, they have to work for their money. Mm-hmm. They don't get residuals. You know what I mean? Like, remember the remember the voice actor strike? I do remember. Well, like, they made progress for the top 1% of voice actors, and everyone else kind of is, like, now in the same boat. They just do the same shit, you know? Yeah. That's why Peter. That's part of the reason Peter English probably didn't come back. Because mm-hmm. he was like, I don't want to get paid more. I don't want to Also, because Destiny's story kind of sucked. Dude, I don't care, because his line, that wizard came from the moon. It's like one of the best lines. And I was like, they're like, Smokey, we're like, so we're going to make a Destiny game. Fucking just, there's going to be wizards on the fucking moon. And they wrote it down. And they're like, what's this line? I don't know. Just say it. Yeah. That wizard came from the moon. That was the funniest part of today, man. When we went to see the BFD, BFGD. The big fucking gaming monitor. Yeah. The big fucking gaming display. <laughs> and they have Destiny there. Like, oh, do you want to sit down and try it? And Greg's like, sure. Like, what game do you have? Destiny. Do you have a good game? That's what I said. 
They were so like shook by that. Well, because I I am convinced. I am convinced, and you can talk about this in their podcast. They've probably done that demo all week, and no one said shit to them until today. Because here's the thing about Destiny. <laughs> I am convinced that it's a it's an experiment to see how little a game studio can make a game and ride on their name alone. That's my I'm I'm, I'm convinced it's an experiment, and so far it's been a massive success. I want to know what the devs did with all their time after they finished the game in four months. <laughs> We're done. Yep. <laughs> Had a schedule. What do we do now? I guess we just Destiny 3. Okay. Copy, paste. What do we do now? I just... I don't think they want to make Destiny. I think they're just in a contract to make Destiny. They are. So, 10-year contract, 10-year plan. Not 10 years of plan support, 10-year plan. Four Destiny games in a 10-year period with, two, with minimum two things of DLC for each game. That sounds like a lot of work. It is if, unless they finish the and game. And I know and a lot of people up. that used to work at Bungie that quit in between Reach and Destiny. And it's a lot of like the guys, a lot of the guys that worked on Reach was one of my favorite Halos. They quit before Destiny started. But what I like about Destiny, even playing it today. You don't even play Destiny 2. I don't. But as a shooter, it feels good. The actual mechanics of the game feel good, Greg. It's not a bad shooter. It's the mechanics of the grind and the way that they reward you and the backward step they took when it came to grinding for weapons. And PvP, yeah. And exotics, you know, like, they really took a step backwards from one to two. No, I agree. I think all... When I see all this going down, because we have people that play for us basically all the time, you know, like Sam and Bill on our staff, they play a lot of Destiny for guide work. And I hear them talking about how much they hate it. And I hear you talking about how much you hate it. I just didn't put the time in. I was like, I'm going to go play PUBG instead. I'm going to go play uh, Zelda or, you know, whatever I'm playing on my Switch, you know. But I will say this. I've fallen off of Mario Odyssey. Since I got past... Off the wagon. You need moons. I got to like (sighs) 300-some moons. I've gone back to Zelda. I've been trying to, like, get through that DLC. It's hard. It is. Both DLCs are really tough. You managed to talk about Zelda three times in this podcast. Well, David's not here. Zelders. <laughs> Zelda. It's a good Which DLC, our, though. Yeah. But like, I know I, I know the gameplay, the all three-second gameplay loop in Destiny is good. Shoot, reload. It's, it's great, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but the actual mechanics are good. It's a good shooter. It's just that they've, they've fallen under hard times. I mean, every single time I interview a dev with it, they just seem very... I mean, like, how would you like it if Warframe every two years was like, hey, we got rid of all your shit, pay $60? I wouldn't be happy about that. The, 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 the but game... Warframe, Warframe, actually, if they did that, I'd be okay with it because that game's free. Warframe's great. It's free it's great and it's game. evolved to be a great game, actually. Uh, it was great at launch and it's got it's just so different. They won our most improved uh, They're a good game. game of the year. They're a, and their PR, their PR team is great and the community manager of that is great, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we should wrap up the show before the housekeeping comes again. Did you know I interviewed, I don't know if I could say this, I interviewed someone at Bungie, and I was like, so it's an MMO. And they're like, it's a boots-on-the-ground action shooter. Really? We're going to try to we're gonna try to market Destiny 2 as a boots-on-the-ground action shooter? You have levels. There's gear. You're doing dungeons again and again. It's a fucking MMO RPG. Good Lord. With guns. With no classes. With one class. No. You all shoot. Yay! We no, shoot guns. There are three classes. They're fucking identical. No, they're not. Alts are the only thing that makes those warlock, classes different. Warlock, Master Race. Are you a they, Warlock? No. What are you? A Titan. 
Boo. Because I thought Titans were tanks, <laughs> but they're not. Titan. Because guess what? We all have the same amount of health. <gasps> we all have the same amount of damage. <gasps> yeah. Well. We can only use our alt one time in a PvP match. I'm glad I didn't waste the time playing it. That's all I'm saying. I, had I played more Quake Champions last year than I did Destiny. Oh, that's a game that's popular in the chat. <laughs> that game is hated across the universe. Stop playing. What, what's the game he told him to stop playing in the interview and everyone got stop pissed? Stop playing P- Quake Live. Yeah, stop. Tim Willis told <laughs> no, everyone. No, everyone's like, no, we're not going to stop playing it. <laughs> Tim Willis, who refused to give us a follow-up interview for Rocket Jump. So he didn't want to talk about all the allegations in Rocket Jump. If you don't know what Rocket Jump is, this is a massive feature that David Craddock, uh, my usual co-host, uh, fourteen thousand words or something. We wish it was like a hundred thirty thousand words. Lord. Yeah, that dude writes a small book for us once every couple of months. Yeah, basically, I have him on that. Uh, so yeah, it's our premium content. If you have Mercury on Shack News, five dollars a month, ad free, and you also get premium content. That was our most recent uh, thing. But he wouldn't respond to any follow-up questions. And you have John Carmack. Adrian Carmack, uh, John Romero, Sandy Peterson, and American McGee all corroborating the same story. And then Tim Willits wouldn't say... Well, they had a Twitter war. Peep. It was pretty bad. And, and then Tim Willits posted on Instagram, at Shaq News. And we never use our Instagram. So we were like, what the heck? And then they uh, messaged us on Facebook, too. Yeah. But it was like he replied to a story that we wrote about what other... you know. What's interesting about that story, why I keep bringing it up on our on our podcast, is that it's a bunch of guys tearing each other apart, you know? And it's like, it became politics, it became all those things you hate about Hollywood, you know? And it's just, it's an interesting story. But yeah, when we when we brought up that interview, I had to mention that Tim Willis would not uh, follow up I with think, us. I think there's always that forefront of the game, in, at the forefront of any industry where that happens. I mean, this, and I think in the 90s it was Quake. Mm-hmm. And then now it's Oculus. You could say it was Quake and Duke, because 3D Realms is really the cautionary well, tale. Well, Dai Katana, right? That was like the big. That's John Romero. Okay. He quit. <laughs> he he was done. He just quit. He oh, got fired. Essentially, he was fired, but he was out the door anyway. Uh, and he, he talks about the times like they were just playing games for fun, and he's like, "Yeah, if I were." If I had an employee behaving like I did when I was in my twenties, I would fire my ass. <laughs> like there's a point in the in the the Quake feature well, where he well, says there were that. other Duke games. There were these terrible 2D Duke games I played back in the day. Yeah, those were Apogee games. Yeah, they were awful. No, they weren't. I didn't understand. They were no. Go. They weren't Commander Keen level of good. Okay. But they weren't bad. I got lost in those. Games. I would love a side-scrolling Duke Nukem game. Never gonna get it. Gearbox locked Duke up in the basement. I'm pouring that one for Duke right now, dude. Damn you. I'm going to end this podcast before you dig up another one of my favorite games and pour hand sanitizer on it. F-Zero and Duke, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. F-Zero did nothing to deserve this. (laughs) It was an excellent game. Didn't deserve this treatment. No, but Star Fox sealed it. Star Fox has nothing to do. That's like saying Blast Core is why we'll never see Conquer again. So the entire community, the entire community, we want a Star Fox. We want a Star Fox. We want, here's a Star Fox. This it not the sucks. entire community. It sucks. There's no community of people asking for F-Zero. I'm like one of the only people in the known universe even people asking People want it. it. It's, no, it don't have to, it's one of those things you don't have to say anything about. People, they know. I'll Nintendo knows, man. They know. And they're going to like spite you and be like, hey, guess what? F-Zero, Super Nintendo's on Switch. Now you can't say no, it's on the Switch. The biggest troll was the F-Zero minigame in Nintendo Land for Wii U. Ooh. That was the worst possible thing they could have done. I was like, hey, you like F-Zero? Well, we didn't make an F-Zero. We made this game that's way worse. It's even worse than Kart. 
You, yeah. we, we won't see an F-Zero this year, and I highly doubt we'll see Resident Evil 2 this year, too. And so Dave and I will be both angry. But yeah, so we're going to end the show. Because screw Greg. <laughs> yeah, He's making me feel sad about la, things. La, la, and we have to eat dinner. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, our sponsorship. This episode of the Shackcast was brought to you by the Salsa at the Encore Tower Suites in-room dining. That Mike is drinking right now. Michael has been pan. a fan of that. We've been dipping our fries into it. That's that's a new thing for me. I've never dipped french fries in salsa, but it's actually better than ketchup because it doesn't have high fructose corn syrup, and most ketchup does. Yes. So remember, kids, high fructose corn syrup is bad, but the Encore Salsa here in Las Vegas, delicious. Also brought to you by Circle House. The Circle House. <laughs> Shout out to Circle shout out to our Japanese listeners. All right, we're done. I no. went off the rails it completely. Hey, real quick. Oh God, not again. Go to shacknews.com for all your latest okay. news, reviews, previews, interviews. Right. Go on YouTube.com/shacknewsgames for some gameplay footage, some interview content, some unboxing stuff like that. Go to YouTube.com/gamerhubvideos for more interview content, some stuff. Kind of adjacent to gaming. We have a Triple H interview there, you know, all sorts of good a stuff. A million stuff on a there. Kevin yeah. Spacey interview from a few years ago that exploded. That exploded after, recently? <laughs> after his whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, go there for that. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Shack News, at GamerHub TV. Right? At GamerHub TV. Yeah, right. And at Shack News. And at Shack News. And also on Facebook, which I like to. It's GamerHub.TV. That's important. GamerHub.TV. Yeah, and Shack and News. And Shack News. On the Facebook. Subscribe so, to Mercury if you haven't already. $5 a month. Add free Shack Helps keep experience. the site up. Helps keep me and Asif employed or me employed at yeah. least. A, yeah, <laughs> Please yeah. God. What, what, am I going to pay myself? Take take my one dollar out of one pocket, put it in the other. My, I'm on borrowed time, so please, we need we need to subsidize three thousand dollars in Mercury subscriptions. <laughs> please, God. Greg now has a ticking clock on his a career. Ticking clock now. It's better than the last Jedi ticking clock. So yeah, um, if you're on the internet, which you tend to be, if you're listening to us through a series of tubes, you motherfucker, put those joy cons down. Yes, no, yeah, just take one, take the red one, and then leave the blue one. Yes. If thank you're you, exactly. sharing information on the internet, click the link. Click the link. Read the article. Watch the video. Listen to the podcast. Actually interact with the content before you share it. It makes you a more informed reader, a better sharer of information. It prevents the sharing of fake news which is a big problem in 2018, Greg. So click the link before you share it. It's not that hard. And it helps the writer. It dev- it hits the Google Analytics bottom line for them. So if you like the writer, click on their link. It helps. Games, GameSpot. New Zelda game confirmed. No. No, it wasn't. It was not confirmed. <laughs> they they said they were working on one. That's a lot different than saying confirmed. Confirmed. In other news, water is wet. <laughs> And the sky is blue, and the earth is round. Well, hey, at least I didn't charity shame them this week. <laughs> and we're clear. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you like this podcast, please go to iTunes and review us. That does help. Um, if you didn't like the podcast, tweet at Greg Burke. <laughs> Uh, and then if you liked it, send Burke 85. Send at, me pictures of your pets at Techno Sucks. I want to see pictures of cute animals all day long. Hashtag Shack Pets. Yeah, hashtag Shack Pets. So if you have pets out there, uh, also let us know what you're playing. 
and uh, we might you know talk about in next week's episode we're curious what our you know, we're kind of in a lull for gaming news right now it's the first few weeks of the year so we're curious what games uh people haven't played yet that they're getting into for me it's hellblade i really like it uh if you if you haven't played it yet, it was our indie game of the year and they were very excited about winning that award that was the really nice thing about the shack news awards uh this year was that a lot of devs were really excited about it so i'm like that was a success we're going to do it bigger this year uh i'm gonna make you come to ohio please god no yeah come to ohio hang out with lola and me in december we're gonna i'm gonna die it's gonna be freezing it's really cheap though it's affordable what do you want to go somewhere nice doesn't everybody He's like, it's not nice, but do you want to go somewhere nice? Yes. Yes, I do, sir. But come on. Who San doesn't Di- want to come to Northeast Ohio San Diego, in the dead of winter? San Diego. We'll go to San Diego. Sac- that costs money. Everything could, costs money. I could buy a house in Canton, Ohio for the price it is to rent a freaking room in a hotel in San Diego. No, we can do it at my parents' house. The awards? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We could do Dundies. The, 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 the Shag News Dundies. <laughs> Was this going to be like when Andy hosted that dinner, though? Yes, that? that's exactly what it is. Oh, that that could end poorly. Yeah, it's that's the brilliant thing about it, and you record it all. <laughs> we have a venue. Okay, I'll use it. So we're going to use Greg's parents' house, maybe. It'd be amazing. I guess that's not San Diego. That's it, fake news. But it's, it's wine country. It's Temecula. Still nice. Wine country, SoCal wine country. Still nice. Whatever. Fine. No, you know, do you know that we'll the, use your you know parents' the temp vineyard. Was? You know, what, like the average temp was in December in Temecula. It was like sixty-nine degrees. You know the why? Average temp. You know why? It was on fire. No, it wasn't. Fallbrook was on fire. Oh, I'm sorry. Right next door was on fire. <laughs> I'm glad we derailed the end of the show. Greg. I'm glad we did too. Hope you go back. I hope uh, be safe driving out of the back of your driveway. Oh wait, you can't because your Tesla slips on ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. sorry, it's silent, so you don't hear anything. You just see the car sliding. <laughs> you hear the snow underneath the car. <laughs> yeah, and Lola going. <laughs> no, Lola was in the house. She Does it like fine. UPS man? Does it like ice yeah. machine? Lola's enemies. Real quick, because she's not here. Yes. No. Ice machine in the refrigerator, ice plow, UPS man. Those are the top three on on Lola's enemies board. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. And shout out to all of our our loyal fans on on the Twitter. Thank you guys. Go out there and do it for Shaq News. Storms through.